Blog Talk Radio. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's noon in Merrick Corruption County, Arizona, and time for your weekly trifecta nooner with Michelle and everything home talk radio show. Um, I already skipped over my intro. I'm telling you, I'm a little off today, everybody. I'm running behind schedule. I'm trying to get the live streams going at the same time as I'm doing the intro for the show. So bear with me here. We're your censorship-free. Everything home is your censorship-free. Safe space sanctuary. Speak easy for Patreon. RTGIF live studio audience is ready for a COVID reality check. And seven incredible guests. Put on your common sense caps. We the people grab your pen and paper for all the quality content you're about to hear. It's omnipotent October and time to make your business, your life, and this country better. Boy, do we need it. Take action, BLC. Today's topics on episode 261, business growth, immune systems, sales tips, success. Mindset, Collaboration, Consortium, Children's Health Defense, Vaccine Facts, COVID Slaves, yes, I said it, COVID Slaves, and The Real Agenda with special guest Anna Van Hock and Dr. Lee Merritt. Wait, do you hear that? I had to record it, but oh my God, OMG. Delivered by our partners at Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Today's lineup, Deborah Peters. The connection between business growth and your personal health and performance. Jackie Phillips, boosting your immune system, nutrition, supplements, and wellness needs to be a high priority. I'm rhyming today, boys and girls. Steve Cypress, a profit maximizer for small business owners and entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. Increase your sales. Preston Weeks, personal transformational power mixed with scientific information. You know, facts. Follow the science. To create a success mindset and me, the Collaboration Consortium, it is time to reposition your reality and relationships, both business and personal, everybody. And sitting shotgun in Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox are two special guests at 1 p.m., Anna Van Hock, Arizona chapter of Children's Health Events, you know, RFK Juniors organization. They're doing a fundraising screening of the movie 1986, The Act, all about the vaccines. And that's October 20th to 6 p.m. in Scottsdale. Why are vaccine manufacturers exempt from liability? Hmm. And at 105, because Anna's only on for a real quick segment, at 105, Dr. Lee Merritt, the medical rebel, one of the infamous five docs, Navy and brilliant 20-year 
private practice, orthopedic surgeon. She's still practicing, just not doing the surgeries. She crushes the COVID lies, delivers exclusive truth bombs, and exposes the real agenda of the political propaganda pandemic. Amazing information. Need to hang on for this part of the show. It's unbelievable. So be sure to stick around for the second hour of the show. Facts, truth, take action, items, resources, and a custom entertainment. Visit everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, their own shows, and everything you need to grow your business and answer the quality of your life and make a difference, especially in your communities. One location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform. Breaking news. Number one, inflation and shortages. The cost of natural gas is up 30%, propane 54%, and you're paying about $16 more to fill your tank. You know, your gas tank. You got to go to the store. Got to go to work. Got to go. Got to go. Got to be going to those school board meetings is where you need to be going. And number two, the firing of tens of thousands of state employees, policemen, firemen, et cetera, et cetera, begins on Monday in various states because they don't want to take an experimental non-vaccine or they don't want to give their medical information to the government. It is just unbelievable, people. It's time to stand up. It's October 15th, day 579 of 15 days to slow the spread, which was all a lie. Snap out of it. It's time to rip off your dirty mask. Just say no to the non-vaccine. It destroys your immune system. Don't get a fake COVID test because every swab contains the most carcinogenic chemical in America. It's called ethylene oxide. Go to your next school board meeting, your city council meeting. Take your kids out of the indoctrination centers. Get involved today and join several local communities. Become a precinct committee man. Don't be afraid of a virus that has a higher survival rate than the flu. Boost your immune system, eat healthier, and add some exercise. Fight for your freedom because they're not going to end this political propaganda pandemic. It's only going to get worse and stop being a COVID slave. That is what I want everyone to refer to as COVID slaves. Call it as it is. By the way, it's day 266 of the Joe Biden Nazi regime, which is the most successful administration in the history of America at accomplishing their agenda of destroying our country. Now it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Fertile Network. Today's topic is on episode 261, Business Growth, Immune Systems, Sales Tips, Success Mindset, Collaboration Consortium, Children's Health Defense, Vaccine Facts, COVID, Slaves, and the Real Agenda with special guest Anna Van Hawk and Dr. Lee Merritt. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! First up is one of my faves and good buddies, Deborah Peters. She's an international business coach, mindset expert, and founder of Neuro Engineering Institute, a company that transforms business owners from efforting and grinding to creating more with less effort consistently. Who does not want that in their life? Audience, big round of applause. <laughs> Deborah, I've missed you, my friend. How are you? Oh, Michelle, I've missed you too. I've been thinking about you a lot, and um, I'm fantastic because I moved out of Los Angeles. Good for you. Where did you go, or is it an undisclosed location for a top secret well, confidential Well, let's just reason? say I'm in Orange County, and I'm next to the beach. So how does it get oh, better good. than that? 
Oh, that is wonderful. At least you're in a friendly, friendly county. So no mandates in Orange County yet, correct? Well, it's all good. I mean, there's so many awake people here. I was at a meeting the other night about this uh, legislation in California called SB9 that uh, Newsom signed into existence that allows in any luxury neighborhood that allows any developer to come in or any property owner to knock down their house and build duplexes and fourplexes. Oh, that's their, their move to the multifamily to destroy the neighborhoods, the subdivisions. That's part of their MO. They, uh, they've been trying to get that through for a while. So, yeah, it's, like, yeah uh, so it's happening. people are coming together here, you know, and that's what I really like. I like to be in an environment and work with clients that are awake. You know, the Great Reset actually caused the Great Awakening, and the biggest thing that's happening for pretty much everyone now is to look in the mirror and say, hey, what life do I want to live, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what business am I building to support that life, instead of the other way around. You know, the old paradigm of Newtonian physics was that you would have a business, and then you'd squeeze your lifestyle into whatever the business produced. I teach the opposite. It's, let's map out your life first, and then we'll design a business that enables you to live that life. I think that's brilliant, and I love it because it, it makes so much more sense to do it that way. You know, and what I keep emphasizing on every episode because I want it to sink in. You know, we already know that the audience got their common sense caps on; they're sleeping in them, so that's good. They're not taking them off. They're trying to like you know pass them out to their friends, but you know everything <laughs> yeah. that. You know, <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? So everything that we've learned. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Don't worry. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting you one of yours too. So um, I actually am. I'm, I'm going to start selling them. They're just they're they're uh, the graphic the logos being developed as we speak. But anyway, um, little plug there for for common sense cap because everybody needs to have one. So use what you can right now and improvise people. But um, everything that we've been told, everything that we have based. Uh, our businesses on, our life on, uh, our, our communities, everything from all these false authorities, these entities. It's literally all a lie. It's all based on a lie. And it's based on something that's not helpful for you and it's not healthy for you. So what you're saying, Deborah, is exactly right. It's like almost we need to do opposite. Like uh, remember on Seinfeld, George Costanza, he did the opposite day. because, And when he did his opposite day, everything was amazing and went his way. That's basically what you're teaching people opposite of what they've been indoctrinated into, correct? Exactly. And to take that and build it out so that it's fulfilling and enjoyable because then the, it's not a grind. It's, it's joy. You know, we, we probably spend the most hours in a day working. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you work at something that's fulfilling and joyful and is being of service to humanity, and then also working with people that are like-minded and people that are on the same page that you can look forward to collaborating with them, which is what I'm going to talk about during my segment because it's time you know, um, be around to those people because you want to be around people that are productive too, that are, that are in a good mood, that uh, see the value in becoming, being you know, purpose-driven more than just making a buck because uh, we all got to do it. We all got bills. But it's really, it's about, when I said reposition your reality 
and uh, and your relationships, business and personal. You're you're right there with me, Deborah. I think it's really important. Is it needs to change? Is why why uh, why bother go through all these motions? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? You get up the routine. I mean, it's, I'm 48. I'm tired of it. I'm I'm done. I'm done with the routine. I want the new routine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, to kind of build out on what you said about everything is a lie, you know, every, the idea that business is hard, that life is challenging, that we just don't know what's going to happen, you know, hope for the, hope for the best, plan for the worst. And, and then, you know, the disease program, the disease oh. program that was invented, um, and has been propagated throughout generations, convincing people. I've always told people, and I teach this in one of my trainings, that it's not really a gene, it's a meme. And it's not the meme Mm. you see on social media. The meme is your paradigm, your thinking system, that as a parent, you pass down through generations. And that meme is what makes the genes function i'll tell you this you know it was like 15 years ago i'm sitting at a bar i'm next to this doctor and we're talking about life and business and and i made a comment that you could change the dna of your cells through your thoughts and he was so angry at me and he just like (laughs) didn't want to talk to me anymore because i suggested something such a thing that was so crazy and and I'm like you know it happens all the time we can literally modify our genes and our cellular structure and we do that through our thoughts and our emotions and what we focus on and how much nature we get and the foods we put in our body and the people we spend time with so there's just this complete crumbling of these old constructs that have held people hostage from really living their best life, being in alignment with God, and absolutely building a business that thrives. And I demystify that whole thing, and it just is a game changer. Uh, you summed it up brilliantly. And I also want to plug, and I, forgive me if I got the episode off by one or two numbers. We did together a long-form interview. It was beyond fascinating. It's the science of propaganda. Deborah goes into mm. whole detail, and it really uh, kind of helps explain this, uh, you know, why people are COVID slaves. I'm going to use that word, COVID slaves. I'm going to use it all the time and encourage you to start using it also because that's what it is. And it's about brainwashing, and it is fascinating. It's episode 197. I believe it's 197, and it's right around there, so look for that. And, um, Deborah, give your website. Uh, I'm so glad that you've moved out of the, uh, the insanity of Los Angeles. Oh, I moved. So I moved on September 30th, and on October 1st, they lowered the hammer on having to have a vaccine and a mask to go indoors anywhere. It's like it's God insane. totally protects and guides me every, yeah. every step of the way. Every well, step. Because, because of that, you, you've repositioned your entire thought process and you've reprogrammed your DNA. It's not, not, not in the way that they're trying to do it now, like transhumanism, because right? they can do that. No. She's talking about doing it in a positive way. So, again, give your website, Deborah. It's NEI Mind. So, N is in Norman, E is in Edward, I is in India, and then Mind. And uh, also, my YouTube channel is um, Neuroengineering Institute. I've got couple hundred free coaching videos over there on how to reprogram your mind. Oh, brilliant. Everyone needs to check that out this weekend. Reprogram your mind. We're repositioning. We're reprogramming. 
and we are uh, re-putting it back together uh, ourselves in the country. Deborah, don't be a stranger. Make sure you get on for November, please. Would you? Come on. I will. I will. And God bless you for everything you're doing. So keep it up. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good day. Uh, love her. Love her. Um, she's actually an amazing woman. Go check out her website. Go check out those videos. You can learn a lot from her. And I believe it's episode 197. I apologize for not being prepared. Uh, I was running behind schedule today because this morning at 10 a.m. I was on brighton.tv hosting, guest hosting for Dr. Alan Keyes. And that's his show, Let's Talk America. And, of course, I had to get ready hair and makeup. Oh, my goodness. So that, and I'm out of shape when you do that. And for the boys. They just, uh, you know, they jump in the shower and then, and then sometimes they even forget to towel off and they just put the clothes on. They wonder they stick. But us ladies, it takes a long time. And then when you get older, you have to kind of like redo it as you're doing it because you're melting as you are putting stuff on. <laughs> this is what happens when, you, when you're old. This is just, and then, of course, you've got the magnifiers and then you're putting on glasses to see and, and the magnifying glass. And, and then you're putting on the, the makeup. And then uh, you're trying to refix and stuff. So anyway, I'm running a little behind. I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to implement, we're going to give it a try this weekend. We've got to redo the configuration here in the studio. And I'm, I'm giving you this information because, uh, uh, yeah, because, because uh, you need to know, right? You need to know. So um, I'm going to reconfigure the studios because I'm doing a lot of live appearances on other shows. I'm, co- I'm guest hosting uh, for quite a few shows over on the TV network. That's Mike Adams' uh, shows our platform that's brighton.tv. So I encourage you to check that out. And um, there are uh, uh, 6 a.m. Pacific time to uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, Monday through Friday, all kinds of great content. A lot of those people have been on our show. Uh, if they haven't been on our show, they're coming on our show. Part of this is like the, the alternative media, they have, like the health and freedom and truth crew you see in, in the uh, Clay Clark uh, reawakening tour where I met all those guys back in Tulsa. Remember that? Oh, my God. 1218. I'm going to bump. Um, uh, I'm going to bump myself. I'm going to bump myself. But anyway, we're going to start doing some uh, video into this. I'm going to try to figure it out how to make this all work, come together. Um, and because the, some of the stuff that you see behind the scenes, I start laughing because it's so ridiculous. And it's just stuff that if it's going to make me laugh because it's actually happening to me and I'm doing it and I'm not trying to do it. It's because it's that ridiculous. Um, I think you'll enjoy it too. So let me bring on my next guest. My next guest is a Jackie Phillips. We are, uh, oh, I've got the wrong, the wrong sheets. Yeah, this is what happens when you, uh, you know, run behind schedules. Jackie Phillips, she's an author, speaker, and wellness expert who's equipping, 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 equipping high achievers with Great nutrition. We're going to talk about your immune system. Audience, big round of applause. <laughs> Jackie, how are you today? Awesome and amazing, Michelle. How are you? I'm still giggling at you calling yourself old at 48. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, compared to these young whippersnappers that are running around, um, you know, it's, it's all relative, yes. I, and I'm... It, uh, well, yeah, yeah, just a number, let's put it this sure. way. When, when things don't, uh, in my head, I'm not old, but when I, I notice things in the mirror or I notice uh, things not working the way that they're supposed to, then that's when I, I feel the oldness. But in my brain, I don't. I still think that, uh, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my twenties and, but then I walk by a mirror and I'm like, whoa, that is not, that is not the case anymore. But 
Anyway, that's a whole another show. That's kind of a therapy session. Maybe we should go down that road, but it is what it is. But let's talk a little bit about uh, your everybody's immune system. I I I, I know that people have learned more about their own health, where I hope they have, in the past eighteen months than I've ever uh, learned about my health at all. Like I can't believe how much I didn't know, right? Which was, which is kind of even scarier, right? You only get one of these bodies. You got to take care of it. Um, God gave us an incredible immune system. It doesn't need non-vaccines or vaccines or really medications when we treat it properly. And we're uh, heading into the fall and the winter, which, uh, you know, that uh, got to boost those immune systems. So really bring it home about the importance of the immune system and what we can do to make it strong, you very much. Um, our immune system, as you said, is just an amazing myriad, com- very complex with cells, processes, and chemicals that constantly defend our body against invading pathogens. And that's a lot of big words to say that we've just got a really good defense system going on. And it's very, it's very simple to keep it going. Um, and, and this is not rocket science. This is just, okay, this is pretty simple stuff. We need to eat nutritious foods, get enough sleep, and we need to exercise. Those three things are key, and they are way more important than anything else. But I find that, you know, uh, being a wellness consultant, people are always telling me, I try to eat right. That's what I hear that just said in that way uh, all the time. And the numbers are that 75 to 90% of Americans do not eat the, the number of phytonutrients or phytochemicals that they need on a daily basis to have a completely well-working, healthy body. So that's why supplementation comes in. So I do have a few recommendations on what to supplement. Would you like to hear those? I would, and I have my pen and paper in hand, which I encourage everyone listening to always listen to this show with a pen and paper because you're going to get information thrown at you. Uh, of course, you can always rewind, right? Or what do they call it, rewind? I don't even know what the young kids are calling it nowadays. Go ahead, Jackie. Yeah, and I'm not a healthcare provider, so I just tell people to take what I take. And this is exactly what both my husband and I have taken since um, this, since we've upped our own immunity, which we just sort of just took regular supplements before 18 months ago, and now we've kind of upped what we're doing. Um, and with the flu, as you said, the flu season coming on, that's when we need to kind of give things a boost. Vitamin C is a great booster. It's a powerful antioxidant, and it supports the function of your cells. And people go, well, you can get too much. No, I always say you can't OD on vitamin C. You can take up to 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C on a day, and what your body can't use, it doesn't store it. So what your body doesn't use just comes out in your urine. So it's like you can't hurt yourself by taking it. Okay, so vitamin C. And then vitamin D. Vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. Many practitioners today are recommending 2,000 a day. I personally take 5,000 of vitamin D. Why? Because I'm not as young as you, (laughs) and I need more. Um, And so I I just go for a big dose. Um, Why do we need more? It's because that comes from the sun, and most of us are not out in the sun enough. And and I use myself as an example. I'm still actively running at 77. So I'm outside. But guess what I do? I put sunscreen on. And guess what sunscreen does? It blocks the rays of the sun. 
So I'm not getting all that benefit that I could get from the rays of the sun. So I up my vitamin D. And then zinc. Zinc is a great mineral. Well, try to talk to here. And it protects tissue barriers in your body. And it also keeps foreign pathogens from entering your body. So zinc. Many people take it when they feel that cold coming on. Personally, when I feel that little tickle in my nose, I just slam echinacea, vitamin C, and zinc in mega doses. None of them hurt you taken in, in big doses. Does it work? I don't know. But I take it and I don't get cold. So that kind of fires me up. Then well, a healthy, I, healthy, I was going to say, they, it does work. We know that. So, you, 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 so yes, it does work. I'm going to confirm that, Jackie. Well, I believe it. Um, it works for me, but I can't mm-hmm. guarantee it for everybody. And then you, you need to have a healthy gut because the majority of our health takes place in our gut. And um, we do all kinds of things to destroy the, 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 the healthy bacteria in our gut. So that's all a probiotic is. It's just a healthy bacteria that you can take. You just want to get a good one that um, has a lot of active ingredients in it and it helps to keep your gut healthy. So just those four things will really help to increase your immunity. And it's uh, important, and it's, and it's not, as you mentioned, um, uh, it should be something that's consistent. That's the key to it. You need to be consistent. You can't do it for a couple well, a couple of days and then fall off the wagon, and or a couple of weeks and fall off. This, this is stuff you should do year-round. Again, as we were saying uh, earlier with Deborah, um, these are these are all things that we should have been doing our whole lives. Like, but all of a sudden now we're getting a crash course in how to be uh, a human being the right way again. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And it's like I can't believe I didn't do this years ago. Like, I'm 48 and I'm now just starting to really be consistent with supplements that I. I'm I'm 48 years behind schedule. Like, what what is going on? Like, oh, Jackie, I'm telling you, but at least at least we are waking up to the fact that we need to take care of ourselves more so. And I think the information is a good reminder: the vitamin C, the vitamin D, the zinc, a little exercise, a little bit of sun. Do you want to give your website, my dear? Yes, it's a www.phillips my last name for the number wellness.com. So that's www.phillipsforwellness.com. And uh, I'd be happy to um, connect with anybody that would like to have a health recommendation. Um, just They can just mention the show, and I'd be happy to do a complimentary session for them. I appreciate you offering that to our audience and encourage anybody to go ahead and take her up on the offer. Jackie, thank you so much. Keep popping those good thank you, pills, Michelle. my friend. Have a good thank weekend. You. You too. May God bless you and what you're doing. It's important. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's exhausting. <laughs> it really is. It's like herding cats and, uh, you know, just repeating, repeating, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. All right, my dear, have a good weekend. All righty. So we are at 1227. Before I bring on my next guest, I just wanted to really quickly remind you that you're getting a lot of information on the show. It comes at you quick. I'm trying to just jam it up and just get it out there. That's why I have five guests, seven-minute segments. And I'm talking in between and I'm throwing stuff out there about the website and the things that are there. Remember, it's the ultimate resource platform, tons and tons of free information. Now, it's not only just shows that we have here episodes, it's other people's shows. It's resources like I call patriotic media, but it's the ones that are going to tell you the truth, all types of alternative publications where you're going to get the information like that actually is uh, the stuff that you need to know. You know, the messages that matter from the people you need to know about. And there's other kinds of resources. You're going to check the take action tab. That's where you're going to hang out the most. 
of the tag, take action tab when you get to the website. And uh, for those of you who don't know what the website is, um, I set up the uh, launch links. Remember, because I got kicked off a launch link tree, got kicked off the link tree after a year of having everything exactly the same. Apparently, the flavor of the day must have been something that I mentioned in COVID. So they kicked me off. So launch links is another alternative to that. So go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com, and it lists all the different pages that are on the website and some other alternative pages that we've got there that you can go to. It has all the podcast player links. It has all the social media links. So you can try to follow us and join our communities. You can join the newsletter, which would be awesome. Do that. Get around the censorship because Facebook hates me. Oh, my God. And YouTube got a strike last week during the middle of the show. Shut me down. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, yeah, join the newsletter. Do that. And you'll see that. Join the newsletter. And also, when you get to the website, you will see it on the lower right-hand corner of every page. And the most recent episode goes, goes across your screen. But real quick, before I bring my next guest, it's 1228. Um, I want to let you know that in order to find all of these guests, they are listed under the Purpose Driven Partners page. Purpose Driven Partners, because our guests are more than just guests. They guest, guest only comes like once in a while. Ours become partners. They try to come on once a month if they have time in their busy schedules to get you guys tips and takeaways to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. So what, uh, what we do is um, go check out those pages. There's 268 of them. That's a lot of people, That's a lot of peeps, and 649 of these live segments to listen to, to literally change everything, change everything. We're going to take action, BLC, business, life, community, the three pillars, the three legs of the stool of life that you really need to focus on every day. Uh, real quick, because I want to bring on my next guest. Oh, I love this guy. You're going to love him, too, if you haven't heard him. And if you haven't heard him, you can follow him, because he has uh, he does a Facebook Live every single day. You guys have been doing it for years. Um, but real quick, when you go to that page, you're going to see all the pages, all, all the different episodes. I listed them on that page. Remember, this is a Fisher-Price website for a reason. It's very simple. It's very visual, because I want you to retain the information. I want you to learn it. I want you to see it. I want to make it easy for you to find all the information. So you're going to see, you're going to scroll, you're going to scroll, scroll, scroll. Remember, it's a working warehouse, like a Home Depot of uh, incredible quality content. So you're going to see the topic of the, uh, all the different topics for the, for the episode. You're going to see the big graphic with everybody's pre-photo on it. And then it's going to, then in the show notes, it's going to have their name. And to the right of that's going to have their business name or their organization name. And it's going to be in that blue. You click on that, it's going to take you directly to their websites. A lot of these cool peeps offer free uh, consultations, free information. So go check out all of that. All right, 1230. I'm three minutes over. Good thing I have a segment today that I can tap into and take away that time if I need to. So let's bring in my next guest, Steve Cypress. He's the founder of the WOW Strategy, amongst other things. He's a profit maximizer for small business owners and entrepreneurs. This guy is Mr. Small Biz. How about a big round of applause, Steve Cypress? <laughs> Oh, your magnanimous audience is always fantastic. They love you, Steve-O, because of, of your personality and the information that you provide. Has, literally, they told me just before you came on, they said, I love this guy, Steve. He is unbelievable, and he's funny, and he's funny, and he thinks like we do, Michelle. I said, I know. I love having like-minded people. That can well, I appreciate all sense. that. And speaking of content, I have, some new, I have a new content just for your audience today. Ooh, what do we got? Well, this is specifically for business owners who their prospects, their clients are 
other business people. So in the marketing world, we call that business-to-business marketing as opposed to business-to-consumer. So if you are a plumber and all you work on are private homes, your business-to-consumer, this is not for you. But if you're that same plumber and you also do commercial jobs, so you're looking to connect with other business owners, government entities, and so forth to do bigger projects, then this is for you because this is my new course on how top marketers attract their ideal clients by optimizing their LinkedIn profile. So LinkedIn being the world's number one business-to-business networking platform is not just where you can network and talk or look for a job. You can also attract your ideal clients there, and my new five-day course shows you exactly step-by-step how to do it. I did see a little something about that on your Facebook page yesterday when I went to go take the link for this Facebook page and put it on our platform so that people can find you easily. Remember, I just described how people can uh, find all of our partners' information on, the, on our website pages. And I saw that and I went, oh, I need that. I really need that. So what do uh, – Well, this is extremely cool because what I did, Michelle, as you may know, I know a lot of top marketers all over the world. And we kind of all talk together and, you know, when I'm speaking in a lot of events, and so we'll talk about what events are coming up. And when I attend events, I'm hanging out with everybody and we're always sharing what's new, what's working now, what's working best, what's working for our clients. So we're all kind of talking together. And then, of course, in the in the case, I was going to say rare, but unfortunately not rare enough where somebody is doing some underhanded, not so good, funny business, we all talk. And we're like, hey, don't have that person speak or don't promote a webinar of that guy and whatever. So top marketers all talk. Well, I got top marketers together. I contacted a ton of them, and I had them share with me their number one tip for maximizing their LinkedIn profile. So this is, on top of this, you'll be able to now make money running LinkedIn ads, running LinkedIn events and so forth, sending out LinkedIn messages. It all hinges on your LinkedIn profile because I'm sure you know, dear listener, Michelle, you know anytime anyone goes to LinkedIn and you get a, a connection request or you see anything about anybody, it's very easily you just click on their name and you go to their profile and see who they are and what they're about. So this is the anchor of everything you do on LinkedIn. And it's an anchor for lots of things you do outside of LinkedIn. Cause I'm sure also, you know, Michelle, when people are looking to do business with you, they want to look up who you are and what you're about. And instead of just going to your website, which everyone's got different websites, is it your name? Is it your company? Is it what I can just go right to LinkedIn, LinkedIn typed in somebody's name and look at their profile and see what they're all about. I can see, their history, I can see, you know, most people think wrongly, I'm here to tell you my five-day course will make it very clear of what to do instead, but most people see LinkedIn, their profile as a resume, because that's pretty much how the site began years ago. It started as a job search website, and that's pretty much all anyone used it for, a post my resume. It's got, you know, uh, where you are, your contact information, your education, your experience about you, some recommendations. It's a resume online, but top marketers, Michelle, use it in a completely different way from a resume. We use it as a sales tool 
to attract our ideal clients and practically compel them to connect with us and want to do business with us. Well, why would we not? And uh, I think the problem is, is, like you said, people have, when they originally set it up, as more of a resume. They haven't updated it in a while uh, because I see that. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, on I'm to explain to you people. why we would not. And it's the same reason that people have a crappy business card or a crappy website is because there are templates. There's the way it looks like it's supposed to be done. If I go into a print shop and I say, I need business cards, they're going to go, great. Here's a book of templates. Choose which one you want. And they're all basically the same and ineffective. They're all put your name here, your address here, your phone number here, your website here. Either it's on the left, it's on the right, a little graphic or whatever but they're basically all the same and ineffective. None of them says put an effective headline that attracts your ideal clients to want to call you. You have to do all that work. You have to hand out your card and then convince someone why they would want to call you. Otherwise, they get home, they look at the cards, you've got 20 of them in your pocket from a networking meeting, like, why do I want to call any of these people? I don't remember. And the card doesn't do the trick. Well, it's the same with LinkedIn. There's a template for LinkedIn, and everyone just follows it, and everyone has pretty much the same thing except for the very top marketers, and that's what I hope anyone in your audience that wants to connect with other business owners will find out by getting my course, which I am making available for free to your listeners. Oh, wow. I didn't expect that. I was actually, I put the little dollar sign in my notes and I was waiting for the number. I'm, I'm being serious. I did not expect that. The number that. is so 1000 The course sells for $1,000. But I am uh, going to give a wow. special place people can go, your listeners, and they can get it for free. All right. Where are they going? I'm writing it down. They go to the website bizgrowthhelp.com, B-I-Z, bizgrowthhelp.com. I put up Perfect. that site, and I'm going to, from time to time, put up different courses and programs for free. So you can keep checking back there, or when you get there, you can put in your name and email, and then you'll be on my list, and I'll always notify you whenever I have a new free or low-cost resource that will help you grow your business from me or from other people I know that help people grow their businesses. I'll constantly let you know about all kinds of great resources. And Steve, I hope you don't mind that I'm going to promote that to our platform. I'm going to include it in our newsletter, and uh, is that okay with you that I help promote this incredible tool? Promote okay, the heck perfect. out of it. Anyone else can promote it. It's not just for your listeners, for anyone your listeners care about. They can put it on their social media or let any other business owners know. Again, it's LinkedIn, so it's for business owners that want to do business with other business people, executives and business owners. And also I want to plug that Steve is, and I mentioned it earlier, Steve does a live on Facebook every single day specifically about businesses and helping business. You give that, give that uh, link or that site, rather, for Facebook. Uh, that, I currently do that uh, on Facebook, although, you know, won't get into it, how evil that whole site is. But for now, I keep doing it on Facebook, have been every day since March 2017. So as of this oh. recording, it's over four and a half years now. And uh, God willing, I'll be doing another one today. Soon after this interview, I have another interview, and then I'll be doing one. And for that, I record it. I attempt to record it every day at facebook.com slash smallbizhelp, again, with the B-I-Z. So you have and a I second that motion. When, when, you know, business, the actual spelling of it is a popular word to use in a website or anywhere else. So I 
will type in biz, and often that's available. So I have small biz help, facebook.com slash small biz help. Once in a while, Facebook screws up and doesn't allow me to record a live video from that page for some reason. <laughs> then I'll put it on my personal page of just Steve Cypress. <laughs> Yeah, and that's because Satan is, or Satan runs the Facebook platform, and I'm not even allowed to put any of my websites or my website what? links, and I can't yeah, even. The whole thing is ridiculous. You. They're they're more ridiculous every day. Now they're crying out saying, "We want regulation." Of course you do, because yeah. regulation will keep out any competitors, because it'll be so complex and expensive to comply with. They know what they're doing. That means no upstarts could possibly comply with all the regulations about to come down on social media, and therefore Facebook can remain the evil leader in the field that they are. But I digress. Exactly. Yeah. BizGrowthHelp.com, B-I-Z-GrowthHelp.com for the free five-day email course. So what you'll get every day for five days you'll get an email with a link to a video, very short video, where I will reveal tips, tricks, hacks, little-known but super-powerful strategies so you can optimize your LinkedIn profile, not have it look boring and typical like everybody else, and you can start to attract your ideal clients like crazy. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Everybody go there, bizgrowthhelp.com. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you, Michelle. You two, always great to be here. Keep up the fantastic work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. All righty, we are running a little over. It's 1241. And speaking of uh, social media platforms, I'm going to talk about that in my brief segment, which keeps getting briefer and briefer when I'm cutting into my own time, about the uh, collaboration consortium. Uh, it's about making it, making it easier for us to all go and start transitioning. Remember, we're transitioning. Everything's trans nowadays. So we are going to be transitioning from the evil Facebook to Clout Hub. But I figured out a way that we can all kind of start to go together because then you have a community that's evolving together. Um, so that way you just, you're not out there flying solo. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. It's time to kick that into gear. It's all about saving my freedom. Save my freedom. All right, my next guest. Oh, look who it is. It's Mr. Preston Weeks, everybody. He's the co-founder of Formula EQ, a personal transformational. There's that trans word again. Transformational power mixed with scientific information to create the most impactful life training ever. And uh, he's the head honcho over there. He is the head honcho. Audience, how about a, um, oh, I don't know, a big round of applause for Mr. Preston Weeks. Hello, Preston. Michelle. How are you doing today? It's great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, always a pleasure, my friend. I definitely, we, we need to put something on the books, like go meet in person here, you know, maybe even just go get like a, grab a cocktail yes. uh, amongst your busy yes. schedule because you, uh, you and I are here. And the fun, funny thing about all of that was first time I met him, he, uh, originally at the time, I think he lived about 15 minutes from me. First time I met him in person. Yeah was when we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I had to fly to Tulsa to meet a guy who was on my show many a time that uh, was uh, 15 minutes away from me. Well, what kind of world do we live in, Preston, that, that that's how that works out, right? I, I know. That's, that's the chaos that we've uh, experienced you know, that started before we met, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's this whole uh, separation of people and the separation of thoughts and the separation of connectedness and the separation of growth that's happened that caused that to happen. 
and I, I am so thankful that we did get to see each other and meet face to face. But uh, yes, we we will have to do that. It, but that that's you know that's one of the purposes behind my business Formula EQ. So for those of you who don't know out there, Formula EQ EQ is the emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. So everyone knows the IQ, the you know the thought processes. People are geniuses and things like that. But there's the EQ. And we train people to be emotional geniuses at the Formula EQ Academy because because of this type of stuff. Like life is crazy and life changes and it throws curveballs at you and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not so easy. And what we've learned is that 90% of the success of business owners and entrepreneurs actually has to do with EQ, which is the emotional intelligence, which is that internal drive inside people to get up every day, to go to work, to approach things, and how you experience your life. And the the last year and a half, we've all experienced challenges and things that have pushed that. And, you know, you listeners out there, you have things that are popping in your mind that you know, you've gone through or you've experienced in your life that's changed things or thrown things off because of you know the the uh, silliness, I'll say, uh, without using any four-letter words, of what <laughs> happened this last you know year and a half. And but you know what gets people up? What makes you happy? Are, are it, you know so many people are going through depression, going through challenges, going through pain, going through loss, trying to figure this stuff out. And I am here to build people. I'm here to build the strength of people. I'm here to motivate people. I'm here to inspire people. And I'm here to teach people the formula, which is the tools and the tips and the tricks that you can actually follow to achieve this life and live happy and get past all the crap, get past all the muck, and experience life the way you want it to be. You know, waking up, being full of joy, being full of love, being full of excitement, like like that amazing event that we got to meet at where, you know, the energy, right? The energy mm-hmm. at that place was just off yeah. the chain. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and, but imagine, you know, living like that every single every day. Every day. Can you imagine? Yeah. Every day. Having that that uh that that energy to wake up that and well not to wake up but actually just to really be in that in that that mindset that success mindset but it takes practice right because it's like it's like anything else the people that are successful that make it so natural as if it's the same thing as breathing when they're living in you know if you want to say if you're manifesting if you're living in that zone or if you have that thought process where it literally is, is, is natural to you as breathing. That's when all of the, the magic really comes together. And I'd have to say that uh, the last time Preston was on, we kind of went into, we went into a little bit specifics about that, but um, because he's been doing that work for so long, he actually is in that. He's in that groove all the time. That's why, that's why a lot of the stuff he does is, it's, it's, I don't know, what is it? T- turns the gold, shall I say? It really does work. But the cool thing about Preston, <laughs> it does. Touch. 
this guy's unbelievable. It's like, it, because you, you know how you, you, you find those people where everything they do seems to work out real well. And you're like, what the hell? This guy can trip over something in the middle of the street. And it turns out it was a, a bag of money. And you're like, well, what? And it was me. I'd fall on my face and all of a sudden I have road rash, right? So you're like, what does he do different than I do? And it literally, it is. It's this emotional quotient. It's the emotional intelligence of being in that, in that space all the time. Um, but it takes practice. And the good thing about the way that um, Preston explains it, especially in his groups that meet, I believe it's every Friday. I haven't gone yet because yeah. of this show. It's just too much uh, all in one day. Yeah. You know, it's too much to what is it? Is it and, and Michelle, is it really too much to change and grow and become a better person and, and spend a little time in, in person? I, I'm going to really? rewrite your schedule <laughs> so you can come. Yeah. <laughs> is it really that? stop so that's happening in your life. We'll remove well, yeah, it's like, wait a second, you just said all these amazing things about precedent and what he does, and then you said you don't have time for it. Wait, what? <laughs> Practice what you preach, well, yeah, lady. You know, Come on. What you're saying, though, yeah, I mean, what you're saying, though, is actually, you know, a real-life example of so many things that happen in people's life. So we create these barriers, right? We create these stops that stop us from actually hitting our goals. Stop us from actually doing what we want to do. Stopping us from actually living the way we want to do. And not picking on you here, but you use the example from me. Use it. So, uh, you know, so like, you know, with with you being able to come, you know, technically, you can come. You know, I mean, you, you can come. You're not oh, on make the air, time. right? You know, that, but what time is right, it? What time yeah, is it? Well, just yeah, let's, so let's, it, well, I'm going to prove your point right here. What time does it start on Fridays? Eight to nine a.m. Pacific okay, time. Okay, and, and so, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific time. Okay, I'm, we're going we're gonna to work through this for people right now. I want them to just listen and do a visual. And if you want to take out your pen and paper, we'll do, we'll do some quick math. The, um, his group meets at 8 to 9 a.m. on Fridays. And my show mm-hmm. starts at 12 p.m. So, uh, yes, I have show prep. There's stuff that I need to do beforehand. But if I got up earlier, um, a little bit earlier, right? And then all of a sudden, um, I think I can make the eight to nine because why not start your day uh, with yeah. a little positive enforcement, some information, some tips and tools. So see people, look how easily we just, we did a little quick math and uh, it just, it almost goes back to how bad do you want something? How bad do you want to make a change? Yeah. Are, you, are you happy with where you are? If you're happy with everything that's going on in your life, well, then dude, turn the show off. I'm not going to bring any value to you. Everything is amazing in your life, right? But if it's not, right. you've got to do something. Yeah. You've got to do something. So. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what you're saying. And this, this is a very small example, but it's something that people can kind of grasp and understand really quickly. But I promise you listeners out there, that you have a lot of stops that you've created in your life that are not real. So we lie to ourselves. We're actually lying to ourselves and we're tricking ourselves, and it's supporting the dysfunction that we end up living in. It becomes our daily life. It becomes this part of the thing where you go, yeah, you know, if I looked at that and I go, okay, well, you can't make it in the morning because you're busy. Well, I understand. You got to prep and you got to get ready. You have a lot. You you do an amazing job, and I absolutely love you for everything that you do. So I just want to give you a major credit because what you do is is no small feat. But oh, thank you. To get back to that, you you go okay. You're creating this limiting belief in your life. Okay, I can't come on Friday because I got my show. And but you know it's all perspective. You say okay. Well, if 
uh, you know, if I was going to give you a million dollars next week to come at eight o'clock uh, to my class, you'd probably come. You'd probably I'd be early. figure out a way early. to make it. Yeah, you, I'd be early. Yeah, you'd yeah. be, be like early. calling me at seven, like let's go. <laughs> well, I, I would call you at seven. I would call you at seven. I would say, I've said, I've just emailed you my wiring instructions, and then uh, when, when, <laughs> when we'll, uh, as soon as that money hits, let's let's go to town. So that's that's how I, that's what I would do. So did you need my yeah. wiring instructions, Preston? Did you need me to send those over? <laughs> not yet, not yet. But okay, just check uh, Do that at seven next week. But <laughs> but but literally though, you know, it anything. You know, and you can do this as a personal exercise at home, whoever's listening out there, to go, okay, you know, when, whenever it is that you have a stop that's creating that in your life, you know, is that real? You know, what if I was paid a million dollars to uh, come up with a new solution to what I just used as an excuse for me not doing something in my life that I know is going to make my life better, that I know is going to improve it, or that I know is going to help me to feel better? And, you know, that is it, what, what we teach at the Formula EQ Academy is, is this. And it's, it's like, kind of like what you're saying, like the way I live my life, it's a lifestyle for me. So I eat, breathe, and sleep it. I wake up. I practice it. I live it. I love it. But also, too, like what you're saying, walking down the street and finding something and tripping across it, most people are focused on falling and tripping when they trip across it. And they don't have the perspective to look back and find the bag of gold that they just tripped over. And I live in this mindset that I teach. It's a lifestyle for me. So what happens is every single thing that I do in my life, I'm always looking for that bag of gold. I'm always looking for the positive solution. I'm always looking for the out, the better, the up. You know. And by living that way, I manifest everything that I create in my life, and I create all those things because I'm in tune for it. And when we, we have subconscious and, and conscious programming, and conscious is the observation stuff, but when we teach these things to ourselves and we consciously program ourselves to do these things, our subconscious tries to resolve it. 24-7, it's working on it. So if you're living in this lifestyle, you're living in like the, the zone, you know, they call it, then... What happens, and this is where those unexplainable events happen that show up in your life, your subconscious mind is trying to resolve that 24-7 once you program it to do it and once you program it to do it in the right way. And it works things out and it resolves things that you can't even understand. And you see things that show up in your life that are more amazing. You appreciate your life more than you ever have. Your relationships are deeper than they ever have in your performance at work in your business and everywhere that you show up is multiplied exponentially and it really changes people's lives and that's why I love it and I live it. I get to see this happen every single week when I meet with people and I do one-on-one coaching too. I did a couple sessions today in between the lesson and now but I get to see these massive changes and that's what lights me up. I, I love helping people and I love seeing the change in people's lives and seeing the discovery and seeing the happiness and seeing the joy where you know, I had a client breakthrough like an hour ago in my coaching call where something that my client had, they had been hanging on to, they didn't even realize it their whole life, and they had created this self-defeating behavior, and, and it became a pattern where they didn't feel like they were normal. 
ever since they were a kid, there were some things that happened in their life, and the kids made fun of them. Mean kids are mean, you know. And they didn't feel like they were normal. And they created this recurring pattern in their life where they didn't think that they're, they were normal. And, and that played out in, in their style. It played out in who they married. It played out in their job occupation. It played out in every single role in their life. And we recreated that situation, and, and she's just, like, rocking it. And her, her business is you – know, she's so excited about it. But you know, we get these breakthroughs of understanding, and one single second, one single moment can literally change the rest of your life. And it, that's what's so powerful about it. And I just absolutely love doing it. Well, we're all going to do a breakthrough now. I encourage everyone to go check out his group. Give the website real quick, would you? Yeah, it's formulaeq.com. And I've got a, a special right now where people can sign up for the whole year for a dollar a day. So right, we just launched this, 365 bucks a dollar a day, and you can actually get two live coaches every single week with a lesson and with Q&A live. This isn't a pre-recorded thing. This isn't a funnel. This is real deal, changing people's lives, answering their questions, and teaching new lessons every single week. We do 52 lessons a year for a dollar a day. So, you know, you don't need a million dollars to change your life and uh, and create a million dollars in existence. You need a dollar a day. And you can join mm-hmm. us, and I will help you do that. And uh, I'm, uh, the audience knows I'm from New Jersey, and the slogan for the lottery back then used to be, all you need is a dollar and a dream. So that's what you need today. You need a dollar and a dream, and join <laughs> up with Preston. It'll change your life, and I'm going to commit to doing it next Friday because I'm going to make the time and then we're going to, and you want to be consistent. So Preston, um, we'll talk, uh, I'll give you a call this weekend. We need to chat. Even it's a quickie, quickie this weekend. So um, absolutely. Yep. And let's catch up in real life too. We'll do that. But thank you, yeah, you Michelle. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for standing for what you stand for. And thanks for having me as a guest on your show. Thank you. Always a pleasure, my friend. Incredible information. Have a good weekend, but I will talk to you this weekend. I promise. All right. Sounds good. All right. So that was Preston Weeks. Love that guy. Love that guy. He is really, he's the real deal, guys. So go check out his website and um, uh, uh, Formula EQ and get Chen Chen, uh, get, get involved, participate. Incredible information from all the guests today. But you know what? It, 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 it goes into my short segment, which right now I'm going to have like uh, just a few minutes. I'm just going to throw in some things out there. And I said collaboration consortium, right? It is time to reposition your reality and relationships, business and personal ties into exactly what everybody was talking about uh, with all the other guests, right? Because that's, we really need to reevaluate it. The time is now, right? You are going to, and I made that reference to George Costanza, where he's doing everything opposite. Uh, unless everything is going amazingly perfect in your life, start doing something the other way, right? Just start doing things differently. Start being, and then make your plan, right? You were going to, we we're supposed to do this every morning. So have to get up an hour early every day to focus on three different categories, something in each category you focus on your business you focus on your life and you do something for your community business life community take action in blc and you're going to get about and you do it an hour early and i i'm the first person i fall off the wagon i don't do it and i need to start doing it i keep telling you guys to do it i gotta do it so i'm going to make myself even more accountable um i'm going to figure this out this weekend we're going to we're going to do some different things with the studio but anyway about the collaboration 
we're going to actually bring in two we're going to do quite a different things with this collaboration because people need to meet in person which we're going to try to do you want to get that but you also want to really develop and 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 go deep on the relationships that are all the like-minded people and literally think outside the box because you can right there's no reason why we're not doing this i had some amazing conversations um then some new partners that we're bringing on as part of this big collaborative effort um, Jeff Brain over the founder of a Cloud Hub, which will Cloud Hub is going to be our spot now. We're going to be able to do that because the technology they have, they've actually can, they've combined Zoom for their meetings, right? They've combined, combined Zoom with Clubhouse and uh, integrated it with social media. It is quite brilliant. And uh, iCrowd Newswire, they're a um, public relations and press and promotion uh, company and organization. So we're bringing all this together so that we, you can have the resources for more contacts with your like-minded businesses and your uh, like-minded people for um, all, all kinds of other personal and personal improvement, like we're talking about well, repositioning your thought process uh, for with, with Preston. It's even personal. So what we're doing is we're, we're doing the, and it all focuses on freedom, which all of a sudden we better save ours, right? That's what this whole thing is. is I wanted to bring in those like-minded businesses that aren't making you go ahead and get that non-vaccine. We want to get away from supporting corporations. We want to support the small business owners. We want to support people that believe in freedom. We want to support people that um, are all there and are having this incredible awakening. Now, um, experience of actually getting what this is all, the real stuff's all about and uh, not going to put up with the crap anymore, right? So we're going to bring all those people together. So if you are one of those people, I want, I want you to join the group. If you go over to Clout, um, Clout Hub, the name of the group is Save My Freedom. You can do hashtag Save My Freedom. I registered that, right? I learned to do that. You can text ACTION, the word ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to 833-261-7689. And like I said, there's so much more I want to share. But anyway, let's get that started. If you join the newsletter, we're going to start telling you more about the Save My Freedom movement and bringing together all of these incredible resources. We're going to be doing lives in this group, and it's going to be people that are on our show. So we're going to have the Q&As. We're going to have more engagement. We're going to offer a bunch of free resources, too. I mean, it's a lot coming at you. And there's going to be a lot of people in different categories that we're going to bring it all in. And uh, I would love for you to join and get involved. So go head over to Clout Hub. Save My Freedom is the group. You just join our newsletter, and that'll make it easier. Go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Once you're on the website, you'll see all the uh, information in the newsletter, lower right-hand corner of every page. Um, so let me bring on my next guest, because I know she's got to go. She's got to... She's got a busy schedule, but she's going to tell you about an event. My next guest is Anna Van Hock. She's the vice president for the Arizona chapter of Children's Health Events. And she's going to tell you about their upcoming event, the screening of the movie 1986. Audience, big round of applause for a trooper who's out there sticking up for your freedom. <laughs> Anna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I know that you've you got a short window here, but I wanted you to jump on once you sent me the event because it's in a movie that if you haven't seen it or you don't know anything about it or you're just trying to put the puzzle pieces together, uh, I wanted uh, to get some promotion out there, and especially it's a fundraiser for you guys. So tell us a little bit about uh, the event and then, of course, any updates that you have about your organization, which is doing amazing work. Thank you. 
Yes, yeah, so our event is a screening of the 19, um, 1986 to Act uh, documentary. Um, it's on October 28th at 6 p.m. Um, if you go to our website, az.childrenshealthdefense.org, and go to events, you'll be able to find the event there and also purchase tickets from there. Um, it's uh, one ticket for $15 and a two-pack for $25. Um, this will um, this is kind of a fundraiser for our organization to help our efforts. Um, we are working hard to help everybody dealing with these mandates, um, and you know it's it's great information that everybody should see, especially everybody in the healthcare uh, field that is being impacted by these mandates. Um, very very informative. And we will have a guest speaker um, that will be announced um, before the event. Um, what else are we working on? Gosh, we are working on um, getting volunteers um, because we can't do this with the three board members. So um, we depend on volunteers to help us. Um, we are also working on a school project um, to notify all these school districts in Arizona, over 600 of them, um, that they have to make sure they're following the law and have the Parental Bill of Rights on their website. Um, and, um, you know, it's, those things alone have been um, keeping us extremely busy and um, I deal with parents and healthcare workers and now airline employees on a daily basis looking for help with exemptions and attorneys and, and doctors who um, support their freedom of choice. So it's been extremely busy, but I'm, you know, it's my pleasure to, to be able to help these people. And now, I don't know if you saw, ASU, U of A, and NAU announced uh, vaccine mandates for employees. It just came out. So wow. um, I expect the them to be reaching nothing. out to the governor's doing nothing um, to correct. prevent that. Well, apparently he said that if he has Republican support, he will call a special session um, if there's enough Republicans to um, vote on um, getting rid of these exemptions. Uh, but as you know, we are down um, several you know, Republicans um, in LD8 and um, Brett Roberts resigned. So we need those seats filled um, before we can make, um, you know, get any votes. Um, but a special session would be nice, um, but we need the votes in order for him to call a special session. Um, you know, we had LD8 uh, Shope who turned down the, the vaccine passport ban, um, so I don't even know if he would support it. Uh, also, Boyer and Bowers. Uh, are an issue as well. So, yeah. Okay. I just want to recap what you just said. Like, yeah. Let me, let me recap what you just said uh, because I'm not a fan of Doug Douchey whatsoever, and, and I have no use for uh, elected elites that uh, are pretty much uh, that's everybody in in politics. I uh, and I think everyone is feeling that same way at this point. 
So um, we've got the majority is Republicans, and it shouldn't even be Republican or Democrat. It's called common sense, and it's about freedoms, and it's right. about the Constitution. Okay, and the Constitution is not left or right, and it's not Republican, Democrat. So the fact that he is, is, is just to say something like that shows you how weak he is and how he doesn't care because it doesn't affect right. him, and it won't affect his family or his friends or his his uh, his uh, anybody that, that it matters for because he's he doesn't it bounces right off of him he has a job and he has a lot of money so what does he care doesn't give a crap well, doesn't he's give a crap about anybody who makes money off right. the test yeah. he's part of the, uh, the one of the companies that he's on the board T-Gen. right in uh, yes. right so then what and we're still under an emergency an emergency order here which should we don't have an emergency we never did there never was a pandemic it was a planademic and you're going to learn about that even more so if you haven't heard that and hasn't sunk in yet when I play what the interview with Dr. Lee Merritt here in a minute, it's going to, you're going to get pissed. You're going to get pissed because you've been hoodwinked to the, the, I mean, beyond belief. And if you think that's bad, you would think that's bad. Uh, Children's health defense, you know what, they've been fighting against vaccines and and medical freedom for kids. Uh, When you see this movie, the act, the 1986, the actor, when you find out really what an incredible uh, scam this has all been about the real vaccines. Don't forget the one that we have now is a non-vaccine. Then what the real vaccines are and how that whole industry and they have no liability and what's happened to these kids over the t- over time and years, uh, your heads can explode. But we need to do stuff. We need to stand up. You need to join and support organizations um, like Arizona Chapter of Children's Health Defense so um, they can mobilize. They need volunteers. Um, go to the movie. Uh, and I know you've got a bump because you've got uh, a, a, um, you've got a, a meeting or something that's important that you need to go yes, solve world hunger. So. <laughs> 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 got to go save the planet. You, I had no idea this information about NAU and, uh, and, and and the kids that they have to get vaccinated or the non-vaccinated too. Or is that a requirement for the students at these three universities? This was specifically for employees. So And the kids don't yet though. Yet. Um, well, um, not yet. I mean, you know, coming. this ruling that came out with, with the judge um, for the school um, mandates, mask mandates, uh, when that, uh, when the judge, you know, did what she did, um, it kind of, the whole budget was impacted because there was a bill in there, not only for masking for K through 12, but also um you know, no testing or vaccine requirements and masks for college students. That bill was in there too, and that bill got thrown out as well, along with a critical race theory um, bill. So three major bills were impacted in that budget um, by this judge, um, you know, judge's decision. So they have not quite a... I guess not. Yeah. This is all new. It's all new. This is yeah. a disaster. This you know, is a disaster. But, but legislators knew. Legislators knew this this was not the way to go. It, you know, and, and unfortunately, the way that they did it, it is unconstitutional based on the Arizona Constitution. Um, but they knew that. Um, so it's not that the bills were, the bills were passed. The bills were, you know, Ducey signed it with those bills in there. It's just the way that it was passed that was unconstitutional. The bills themselves were were fine. Um, So 
But again, he's not doing anything. Um, you know, executive orders are unconstitutional. But right now, what do we have? We have no protection whatsoever. And we have a governor that is doing nothing about it because his pockets are being filled, unfortunately. So we, we have to keep up the pressure. We have to call his office every day. We have to call the attorney's, uh, attorney general's office every day yeah, and demand that they do something. Yeah, he's another loser. Yeah. All of a sudden now he's talking about uh, getting involved in election fraud only because he's running for senator. And then, but he was silent. Uh, oh, since March or this, uh, uh, the November fourth. So uh, you know, I, I, I'm literally, and I'm sure you're so frustrated because you have to. You're you're in this mix even more so. I, they all got to go. It doesn't matter, city, state, federal. Um, county, all, literally, it, all of it needs to clean house. These are horrible, evil Absolutely. people. I don't care if, if, if they've done maybe one good thing. They're, they're all useless because you, all the things that you just shared should not be happening. So and if, right. they're not, if they're not screaming from the rooftops every single day because I don't hear it, I'm, I'm, not, I'm listening, I'm not hearing any of it, then they're, they're all useless. I don't care who it is. They, they, they serve no purpose. They, do nothing, they provide no value to we the people. So, um, and I give the website real t- quick, and then I know you've got to go. Got me all started. Give the what? I'm sorry? Give the website, would you? The Your website, az.childrenshealthdefense.org. Yeah. And uh, you can find it under events. And we also have that. Their uh, big graphic for the event is on our live events page. Uh, so that way you can go, you know where, you can always find it if you forget where to go. Correct. So I'm going to promote that in all the yes. episodes in the newsletter. And then, uh, you know, obviously it's on the website. All right, Anna, thank you. Just, you got me fired up. I had no idea. Thank you for sharing that information on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to be making a couple calls after this. I'm pissed. This is it. I've had it. I, 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 think, I don't have kids in school, it but it doesn't matter. And that's another thing. It just because you don't, kids don't have, you don't have kids in school. It doesn't matter. This is out of control. This has got to stop. And uh, anybody that's listening now, or if you're just tuning in because you know that Dr. Lee Merritt's interview is coming on, uh, you're going to be more pissed off when you hear all that because then you just listen to this. Masks, non-vaccines, none of it's necessary. None of it is necessary. It's all about control and tyranny. Absolutely. uh, Transhumanism. I mean, they literally want to stick these things in you and destroy you and kill you. That's it. It's it's down to that, too. So people, we the people need to wake up. Stop being a COVID slave. Stop being COVID slave. Anna, have a great weekend. Thanks, my friend. Thank you so much. You do the same. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. All right. It's 114. I know she's got to go. I needed, I wanted to get, let her get a chance to chat, though, and talk. And, and ASU, U of A, uh, NAU. Come on, people. You, you're, okay, where's the logic? You're, putting, you're forcing employees to wear masks or get the non-vaccine, but not the students. Because why? I thought then then the students are going to be super spreaders, but the parent, the teachers and the faculty are not. Literally, it when when you uh, no common sense. All of this is not based on common sense because they know that they brainwashed you. They, they, they literally, it's just like. Uh, and this is for those of you who aren't wearing masks, okay? Because there are some people that are still wearing the mask in the car by themselves. There's no hope for those people, okay? There's literally no hope. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can't, a miracle is all it's going to take is to get them to come back around. 
and I can go on and on and on and and, and I don't want to. I just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there. I am going to get a little bit more information about the uh, this insanity here in Arizona. Something's got to be done, guys. You've got we've got to mobilize. We have got to get this back under control because the state legislature is not doing their job. Douchey's doing nothing. But everybody wants to run for governor. Everybody wants to run for a position and everybody wants your donation. Well, no, don't give anybody an effing dollar who's running for any office in Arizona until they all get together and fix this problem that we have now. No, we don't. We want, you want a special session. You want, and you can do it now. So I'm challenging anybody that's running for any office in Arizona. You guys better get together right now and, and start getting this fixed. No money. So stop. Don't give anybody any money. Don't give anybody any money. Tell them they need to figure out how to do it. And we're going to figure it out how to do it ourselves too, because I don't trust them. But you need to. That's the challenge. Do not give a dollar to anybody running for office in Arizona at any level until they get together and fix this. You want to be, you want to be in a position of power, right? Fix this first. And that's so, yes, there's not what I thought was going to be transpiring today. But anyway, that's what we're going to do. So I would love everybody to join our clout hug group called Save My Freedom. You go to our newsletter. Uh, it's going to be uh, a big group. People that are influencers are going to be a part of it. We've got people that are coming on that are partners on our platform, the guests that you're listening to. So it's going to be uh, a whole new level of uh, community that we're building over there. And it's in different categories. So you can easily find information. So you don't have to go into like 40 different telegram groups to figure out one thing. And then you see the same post over and over and over. So I'm, uh, I'm going to create a video and I'm going to get all the information out there. All right. So real quick, um, I do want to uh, give you your business tip for the day kind of like god there's a couple of them sitting in the show so um we're i'm way off of format right i'm way off of format i apologize it's 117 dr lee Merritt. um let me go back into format and then i'll go into her because i've got to be consistent right because that's what i have i have a format here and literally i've been all over the place oh the live events page the live events page and the virtual events page on the website i encourage you to check it out i've loaded that up um, with events i'm going to add more to it this weekend um, and a lot of things are being streamed. A lot of the, the events that, that are happening, brighttown.tv is trying to do that. So check out virtual events, live events. Go to the uh, website, everythinghomeaboutus.com. That is the page that is going to get you to all the listings of the pages um, from the launch links, right? So you'll have choices. But once you get to the main website, once you get on the website, there, hang out on the Take Action tab and the COVID tab, COVID Facts tab. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that we're going to be bringing to, to bringing a lot of these groups together. Um, and like I said, I, I need to have more time to do that. But anyway, let's, let's get back on format here, everybody. And I apologize. It's because this morning I hosted co I guest hosted for Dr. Alan keys on his show. Let's talk America. So my timing was all off. And then um, I think it ready, you know, the hair and makeup. You know, I, I hate doing that. But I uh, had incredible guests on. I had Pam Goodwin, who's uh, Miss Commercial Real Estate, and she has the Pam Goodwin Show. She was on Stacey um, uh, Shefflin. 
Stacey Shufflin, talking about queen of QVC, and, and uh, QVC and HSN and like eight different shopping networks. She has her, her own um, cosmetic line. They were promoting the uh, breast cancer awareness event that is a fundraiser in Nashville next weekend. And uh, we talked about breast cancer. We talked about the uh, community. We, uh, and Dolly Parton is, is a speaker, or she's going to sing. She's the uh, headliner. So, yeah, that's going to be a great event. So I wanted to have them come on and share. And then I, and my other guest was awesome. We've become good buddies um, over the past uh, week, week and a half. Annie Cyrus, she loves, she's a human rights activist. And she was a child bride, right? She's coming on the show on the 25th. You're going to love her. And um, uh, she was talking about uh, Afghan, the Afghan refugees. She, uh, I called it an invasion. She's like, no, it's, it's more of a, uh, in, uh, in, in sense, what did she call it? An infection? Uh, it's more, yeah, because like they're, they're, they're coming in and they're taking their Sharia values. And if you get a chance, go over to brighthand.tv brighthand.tv and they have a channel on brighthand.com and it's um it's a it's a really good uh segment that we did or two segments but anyway um incredible guests i've been working real hard lining everybody up it's um so upcoming guests that we've got oh oh well we've got rick remote rick monroe we've got cash patel annie's coming back on dr mike spaulding's back jeff brain over at cloud hub Alex Newman, the incredible journalist, is coming back on. Mike Miller, Eric Napute. Yeah, that's just what I've got so far, but we are loading it up. Oh, Brandon House. Brandon House agreed to come on the show, Mr. Lindell TV Worldview uh, Weekend and um, Frank Speech. So, yeah, Annie made that happen for me, so we're going to get him on the show. It's a huge big deal. I've been following that guy for a long time. He's incredible. So if you want you know, that's in, in his show. Again, all of these people that have shows and people that haven't come on our show yet, but they have really good shows, I've listed them on our, on our website. So if you go to the Must Listen To page, you're going to have live streams, talk radio shows, podcasts, and a TV shows. Um, um, really incredible content, people that you need to they follow. Obviously, I want you to watch this show or listen to this show, but I'm trying to share that information so you don't have to figure out who who's good, where do I find their information, and that way you can turn off the television and you can stop listening to the junk because you don't need to. It's all literally right, right there on the website. So let's do the business intro, and then we've got to go on to bring on the Dr. Lee Marat. All right, so the business deal, what you're going to do is um, all of this stuff that I've been working on that has really come to fruition is because I picked up the phone, okay? So you're going to implement these phone calls. I know that I keep saying it, but it's working, and it really is working, and I want you to think outside the box. The conversation I had with iCrowd Newswire earlier this week, uh, and they're becoming one of our partners to help promote our uh, businesses, and they're part of our Promos for Our Purpose program now. They're going to be the, the select group that we're going to be using for the press releases because it's all about promotion, getting your information out there, getting your word out, why you do what you do, why you're the best. You know, you want to stand out from your competition. you got to stay top of mind, and that's what you got to do. So um, you're going to pick up the phone. You're going to actually go through and strategize. You're going to collaborate. Remember the collaboration that we were talking about, the collaboration consortium. You're going to collaborate with the like-minded people. You're going to think outside the box. You're going to say, how can we work together and uh, exchange our databases and, and introduce each other to each other's uh, contacts and friends and, and network from there? I mean, that's, 
That's how we do all of this. And, and the like-minded people, the ones that aren't requiring and the businesses that aren't requiring you to get a vaccination to show up for work are the ones that are that are not requiring the mask. Those are the people you want to support. So we're bringing all those together. So if you are one of those people, you want to come on the show, you want to join the group, um, you want to collaborate, then shoot me an email, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, at passionprojects.org, Michelle at passionprojects.org. You can also shoot me a text to 602-885-7607. All that information is on the website. When you go to the website, if you look at the media and cool stuff tab, uh, there's a page there with contact information. Then you can even jump on the calendar. You jump on my calendar, um, the Calendly link, calendly.com slash Michelle Swinnick. Jump on my calendar and um, let's chat. Let's do this. Uh, we're bringing, we're starting another show, right? And then, so this is all business. This is all the things that I'm saying. I've come up with conversations that were had on the phone. I wanted to give you real examples. We're going to move out. We obviously have the virtual world, right? But I'm telling you, pick up the phone. If you can commit to two hours a day to literally being on the phone, not the conversations two hours, literally figure out what makes the most sense. Start reaching out to these. Your, your, your database is, your, is golden. And they're not using it as much as you need to be, right? You're, like Steve even said, the other thing, um, your LinkedIn profile, your LinkedIn people. So um, you need to, to tap into that. And if they're not on board, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to do something to the next level. That's okay. Move to the next one. Find the people. And then those people will start coming together. And that's what we're doing. We're going to jump start that together. And I started doing it this week. I'm telling you, this stuff is working. So you're going to pick up the phone. Try to commit to two hours a day. And you are also then going to do Steve's free course that he mentioned earlier, bizgrowthhelp.com, bizgrowthhelp.com. You're going to clean up that LinkedIn profile. You're going to get those strategies. So now you're going to start doing B2B. And then we'll talk B2C, business to consumer. But that is your business tip. Come along. But you've got to do it. It's, 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 the time is now. So real quick, I want to give you the information, the, her, uh, shall I say the commercial, for our um, our program, Pomos for a Purpose, which is taking a whole new turn. Uh, in a, in a, I mean, this thing's going to be huge. I have five spots left for this month that I have time to do. If you can jump on to November, you can do that too. We can actually just, we've, we've opened up November. So we'll be able to add some more spots, but we still got a little bit. We have five left. Well, no, four. Four left for October. Um, so anyway, here is the everything done for you. Literally everything done for you. Uh, purpose-driven business partnership and marketing experience it is, uh, and by bringing on these new partners with the Cloud Hub and iCrowd Newswire, they're going to be involved with it. Their products and are being implemented into that. You're talking about exposure. There's 3.7 million people on Cloud Hub, and we're working with the, uh, the founder of the and the CEO of the uh, social media platform. Yeah, kind of think smart program to do. Take a listen, and then we're going to bring on the interview with Dr. Lee Merritt, because it'll blow your mind. Did you know 63% of consumers prefer to buy from purpose-driven brands and businesses that reflect their own values, beliefs, and support charitable causes? Promos for a Purpose provides business owners with ways to support worthy causes and promote their brands at the same time with its comprehensive done-for-you marketing and media program. Visit www.promosforapurpose.com for more information. Promos for a 
Promos for a Purpose helps you stand out from your competition and stay top of mind by promoting your purpose made easy. It's our everything done for you purpose-driven business partnership and marketing experience which provides small business owners, entrepreneurs, service providers, and corporations with ways to support charitable causes and promote their brands at the same time. Promos for a Purpose gives your brand something to believe in and makes it easier than ever to join this new purpose-driven model and movement which is transforming how businesses operate, market, and serve customers, clients, and the community. Just click the Promos for a Purpose tab on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, to get all the information. We'd love for you to become a part of our community as a purpose-driven business so we can help you grow and share why you are the best at what you do. It's time your story is heard. All right. I apologize for being all over the board today with the format and the timing is long. But let's, uh, we're going to get this soapbox started. So it's the time to bring on the Dr. Lee Merritt interview. Cue the music, boys and girls. This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business, and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. So this is the interview that I had on Tuesday with Dr. Lee Merritt, who's literally one of my favorite doctors from this entire COVID political propaganda pandemic. And she, her, she's obviously very, very busy. So it didn't work out to have her come on live. So we, we, we did the interview. I did not edit it whatsoever. It is an hour and like 28 minutes. It's, it's long. She does most of the talking. So if, even if I talk for a little bit and you don't want to hear me, that's fine. This is the most important episode you will ever hear about anything that has to do with uh, well, anything, everything, COVID. This is something that I'm encouraging you to share and uh, listen to. You might have listened to it twice because it's a lot of information. This will put a whole new perspective. Anybody, if everybody could listen to this episode, literally this country, this world would change and people would get clued in. People would get pissed off because it really is a pandemic and there's many, many layers to it. And they keep finding things that are in this non-vaccine, okay, like things that are alive. There's amoebas, okay, like organisms that actually have the ability to like be self-aware. Okay, there's a little, and you you might have heard her in, a, in a interviews before, but basically what she does in this is she takes a whole, like several interviews and information because I'm not a stalker. I'm, I'm like a huge fan, like a friendly stalker. So I've watched her in, in a m- bunch of in- interviews. So she takes pieces from each of those and then adds some new stuff in there and then the things that we went over. So literally take a listen, enjoy the, the, uh, the interview. And I'm going to put this in a special segment next Wednesday uh, if you just want to share this portion, literally help me get this out there because it will change. It will change the world. It's that incredible. So take a listen. Dr. Lee Merritt, the medical rebel. Uh, unbelievable information. My very special guest has become one of my favorite truth bombing doctors. And after this interview, I think you'll become a member of her fan club too. Dr. Lee Merritt, the medical rebel, is one of the infamous five docs. And her resume is beyond impressive. She started her career as a Navy orthopedic surgeon and has been in private practice since 1995. 
talk about experience and smartness. What I love the most about her is how she explains the facts, connects the dots, and isn't afraid to expose the real agenda of the political propaganda pandemic. And after reading her bio, I just learned that her medical career began at the age of four, carrying her father's black bag on house calls along the back roads of Iowa. What a great story. Audience, please give a big round of applause for a fabulous frontline, freedom, fighting, truth-telling, COVID-crushing health hero. Dr. Lee, welcome to the Everything Home Talk Radio well, Show. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> uh, I think you deserve, an, you deserve another round of applause. For <laughs> oh, man. You know, I need, you know, when I'm getting censored, I need to have that on my phone or something so I can just play it every once in a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, censorship is a badge of honor in this war. <laughs> It is, and, you know, you've been censored. I was doing a live show yesterday, and just uh, I stream it on YouTube just to see how long it takes them to shut down one of the live streams or take down one of uh, my shows. And I don't list anything on there because I don't waste the time. I don't bother. Since it's automatic, no big deal. So during my show yesterday, about three-quarters of the way into the first hour, I get an email from them. Oh, you got another strike. And literally right in the middle of the show, they shut down the live stream, which is not a big deal because no, it's not one that I that I that I rely on, but it was just kind of funny that uh, you know they're just they're out to get us in every possible way. You know, the medical rebels. Well, they are on the hit list. It's on the hit list. Yeah, I mean, all, anybody with half a brain needs to realize what censorship means. Censorship means they can't deal with the argument, and it means that they have to shut you up one way or another. And before they get to bumping you off, they just shut your voice down. And that's really where we are. That's not science. It's not medicine. It's not caring about each other. Uh, censorship, in fact, I had an interesting uh, encounter. I was, when uh, Simone Gold, when I first started with the American Frontline Doctors, it was because I'd gone down to protest the mask mandate in my local city. And um, that was interesting enough. I thought this would be a slam dunk, three minutes, you know, no problem, because there's no science behind this. There's, you shouldn't be wearing a mask all the time. It's just not the answer. So I went down to talk and found out I was the only medical doctor on the whole side. There was all the people that didn't want the mask were on the left side of the room with me. But the entire University of Nebraska um, orthodoxy, the, the university chairman, the CEO, and all the, all the big wigs, department heads in infectious disease, and everything, they were all over on the other side pushing a mask mandate. I said, what is going on here? That was, that was when I was still naive and thought there was something to do with medicine here. No, it's, it's, a, different, it's a different agenda. But what happened is that my little three minutes went viral, and then I get this call from somebody that I didn't know at the time, Simone Gold, and, and she said, could you come out and do that for the frontline doctors, your mask talk? I said, sure. So I made a little bigger one. And how, when I was on the airplane flying out there, the guy sitting in the, in the seat a little way from me saw what I was doing. She says, oh, are you giving a talk on masks? I said, yes, I am. She, he said, we got talking. He was a Taiwanese engineer. I mean, he was living here, but he was from Taiwan. He was going back and forth seeing his parents in Taiwan. And he said, you know, it's interesting when we were talking about censorship, he said, we don't look at what the, the reason Taiwan did not, did not get hurt as badly as other countries around there uh, with the, with the non-virus, this, this spike protein bioweapon, um, was because we shut our borders right away. And how did we know to do that? Well, we never listen to what the Chinese Communist Party say. It turns out that the Taiwanese have a whole branch of government, 
and they just look at the social media censorship in China. And when they see a trend, they say, that must be true. We better follow it. And that's how they knew. So censorship as a key to truth. That's the new, that's the new uh, we're past 1984. That's the new uh, 20, you know, 21 maxim is if it's censored, it must be true. If, you, if somebody's been shut, shut up, you better read what that person has to say. <laughs> That's real yeah, cool. definitely. That's, it is, that's what you can rely on, especially anything, anything where they say it's been fact-checked. You know, keep an eye on that one, too. Because then, right. And then, they, then, then you know that... Why somebody say that? You know that they're lying. They, they, then, they're, then they're censored, and then you know that they're the truth-tellers. It's why everything is opposite land. Like, literally, it's beyond the twilight zone. But what's interesting, when you were talking about... <laughs> When you were mentioning the side, so you had all the people who didn't want the math. You were the only doctor, and then you had all of these experts, all these really smart people, right. all of these uh, institutions, right, the places that we have believed all these years, which turns out that all, they're all false authorities because technically a lot of them have just been lying to us and we're finding all this out. And so what what happened to the industry? Like where, why do you think that right. What's uh, going on? your peers have uh, – turned on people and science and health. What, 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 explain that. So here's, here's the big picture as I see it. I, always, I have a little podcast on Monday night on my website, and I, what we do is we talk about uh, latest updates. But what I, what I always end, start with is an, entry, an intro that says that if you think you're fighting a virus, then you're going to be a victim. You know, if you think you're fighting a war, you're going to have the right picture, and you can save yourself and maybe, maybe man up and be a warrior. Because – that's what we're in. We're in a war. This is not about a virus. It's not about illness and health and wellness. And so what happened is, in a big, big, broad stroke here, Tony Fauci was just the bag man. Don't think he's the ultimate bad guy. He took the money from his Uber lords, and we can, you know, that goes, then it goes as deep as you want to go about who's doing this. Who's, and I, I would suspect it's in 150 men who apparently owns 70% of the world's wealth. This was a, a study done in 2011 by Gladfelter. So we have evidence that there's a very, very small group of people that actually run the economics of the world. It's like we live on a ranch and we're the cattle, and somewhere off in a distance is this distant ranch holders, and we don't really know their names. The most dangerous people here are the people whose names we don't know. So there are these people that are, that are funding this. And they funded it through the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation, all these different foundations. Through a nondescript bureaucrat they found, or, or bred, I don't know, in, uh, who started his career in the 19, late 70s, I think. Um, I know I fell asleep right in front of him in a room of four people when I was an intern. So he was a nobody back then. He came over to teach us a little bit of rheumatology. Okay. And uh, I still think I'm asleep, but I'm in a nightmare, and I hope I wake up from this. But he, um, so who would, who, would, who, would look at, who would be looking all these years at somebody like him? In a, in a, it wasn't like it wasn't an important desk for medicine, but the world didn't look at the takedown of the world is going to be taken over by a bureaucrat in a medical office at the NIH. Nobody would have thought that, right? So he was the perfect guy to funnel the money through. And he did two things with that money. Apparently, and I can't, I, I can't find where I got all the information. Somewhere it's in my computer. But I figured out there's about $800 billion that, that passed over his desk in 40 years. David Martin says that there were 120 of that billion went to producing the bioweapon. So the first thing he does is he takes the money and he spreads it out to different labs. And it wasn't just 
Trust me, this was not just Wuhan. Yes, he gave money to Wuhan lab, but before that, he gave money to Frank Plummer in, in Winnipeg, to Ralph Barrick down in North Carolina, and uh, several other places around the world to work on the problem. And the problem was they ended up taking bat coronavirus or bat DNA. Let me just put it that way, bat RNA from something, and they, they manipulated it in a lab to make it deadly. And this was probably first done by Ralph Barrick in North Carolina. But the Wuhan lab got involved as well for testing and other things. And we know that it's a bioweapon because subsequent to that, we had researchers, um, when this first came out in New Delhi, um, Prashant Pradhan is his name, and his, his colleagues. And what they did is they published a paper that was immediately censored. They told him, oh, you have to retract that. They said, wait a minute. No, no, we have the data. Nope, have to retract it. And then Zero Hedge, that had the temerity to vote on the paper, I mean to publish the paper, were taken down. They were deplatformed just for, just for talking about the paper. Okay? And what did it say? It said that every, every specimen that they've seen coming from people sick in Wuhan had four inserts into the spike protein. And these four inserts are HIV. They're the AIDS virus. They're part of the AIDS virus that were put into the spike protein. Keep in mind, if you believe that viruses exist along the classic paradigm, which that could also be wrong, the coronavirus is a 30,000 base pair genetic thing, okay, whatever it is. The part that makes you sick is 181 to 200 and some base pairs. It's not very long. It's called the S1 subunit of the spike protein. And that's what they manipulated. So that was something we do know that is the genetic sequence of for sure. And in every time they look at it, every specimen has these four inserts. That can't come out of nature. There was not one coronavirus that I ever found in nature that had the inserts. And you can't reinfect bats. So for a lot of different reasons, we know this is absolutely a man-made pathogen, meaning it's a bioweapon. Now, the second part of this is that they created a vaccine, they wanted to get this bioweapon, whoever they are, they wanted to get this bioweapon into the mass, not just a few people. So they created a pandemic idea. They, they put out this bioweapon in a tactile contact form, I think. I don't think it was aerosolized. It was never a virus. It was just a contact genetic poison, and it made people really sick in Wuhan. Um, it made people sick in Lombardy, and then it made people sick in New York City to get the ball rolling. Now, that got everybody excited, and it did look bad. When I first was running the numbers, and I got a kind of an early heads up because of a friend of mine at USAMR years ago, and I've kind of kept in touch with him, he said, Judge, I should watch this. So from the middle of December last year, when a lot of people, or 2019, when a lot of people didn't even know what to look at, I was following this. And by January, I kind of knew what was going on. And then I started, as, as it hit the U.S., I started creating a death curve. And it was going up so rapidly, more than we've ever seen. Um, and people, the epidemiologists are yelling about this, the worst thing we've ever seen in transmissibility and everything. We would have had 2 million deaths had it kept doing that. But it didn't because this wasn't an airborne virus. It just was a pathogen that they had, they had created in a lab, and it fizzled out after a while. That was what it was meant to do. But they piggybacked it on a viral season, the death season we always have every winter. And so anybody that came into hospital with flu-like illnesses now got a fake positive test, and it blew up this whole psychologic operation. It made people afraid because now they're putting people into lockdowns. Let's think about that word. Never before in the history of mankind have we quarantined the well. We only quarantined the sick. 
But now suddenly we don't even use the term quarantine. We term, we'd use the term lockdown. Don't pretend that's a medical term. That's something you use on prisoners. That's what this has always been about. Um, so they lock us all down. And then it's classic psychologic manipulation. Uh, there's a book, Biederman's Chart of Coercion, Biederman's uh, on, book on brainwashing. And it's all about how to deal with prisoners, how to turn them to, get to your will. The first thing you do after you isolate them is to monopolize their perception. So you constantly bombard them with the nightly news that inflates the numbers and makes you think the whole world's dying and, and oh my gosh, we're all going to die unless we do exactly as Lord Fauci and these others say. Well, that obviously didn't do anything, and so the death count was still going down, but then they started counting cases because it's Orwellian. You have to change the language. We've got lockdowns, which is not a medical term, and now we've redefined cases. Cases always used to mean a sick person like a case of tuberculosis. It wasn't just a positive skin test. It was you were sick with tuberculosis. Otherwise, we would have just called it, oh, he's got a positive skin test. Doesn't mean anything right now. So what they did is they redefined cases as, as something to be feared, and they blew up the numbers with a false positive test, and it just the, the psychological operation took off. And what was the whole point? It was to get this vaccine into us, which is not a vaccine. So then we have to look at this thing. It's the... Let's, let's look at the nonsense here. It's dangerous nonsense. It's just insanity. They've told us that if you get three or four spike proteins in your nose, you can get sick and die from, the, from the, this horrible disease. But they're giving you a so-called vaccine that will shower you, get your body to produce trillions of spike proteins that will travel into every organ of your body if your immune system doesn't block this. And they think that's safe. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This is just nonsense. So that's what this is all about. And, and the issue is, it's, an, it's a genocidal agenda. I, I'm sorry. I didn't used to say this in my talks. I used to try and let people think for themselves and consider what it could be and not make it a point. But it is, you know, Zelenko just came out with a great piece of writing called the death, I think it's the COVID death uh, numbers or something. It's, I can't remember the name of it, but it's on the, it's on the internet. You'll find it. And it's beautiful because it's all documented and it shows the numbers and it just he's the one that told me he, I was talking to him and he said this is a this is an uh, a program genocide and I kind of chuckled a little bit at that only because what's an unprogrammed genocide I just wake up one morning and decide to murder the whole world <laughs> but this is you know and Michael Yaden speaking out the former chief science officer of Pfizer they're all calling it a genocide now a worldwide mass murder uh, McCullough you know Early on, when I was calling this a bioweapon in last summer, he and, he and some other big shots from the, from the um, you know, Ivy League, they were all kind of being doctors still, and they're saying, what's going on here? Why would they make that mistake? Why would they be – finally, I just kind of spoke up as the nothing burger person on the panel. I said, because we're at war. This has nothing to do with your health and wellness. This is mm -hmm. a medical problem. It's a war-fighting problem. And nobody apparently is looking at this – well, I think, think the people that know, know. This is a bioweapon, and we are at war, and we've been attacked. And now the attack is the vaccine. So please, if you're out there listening, do not take these things. They're not vaccines. This is what gets me censored, and nobody, nobody in the media would ever touch me, is because they are bought by the vaccine industry. So this is how the, how the takedown took, how we, how we got, this is where my next point, that's what the big picture, here's why the doctors are not telling you the truth. So that was $120 billion that got us there, okay? The rest of the money was to set up a system of control of the hospitals. 
Now, this was done in conjunction with Obamacare, for example, that herded all the doctors into hospitals. They used to be 70% of us were in private practice, and we could not have been herded. We would have been independent thinkers. We would have been independent speakers. But under Obamacare, it forced us to give up private practice because many of us realized we couldn't, we, we couldn't deal with all the, the regulation and the, the electrical electronic medical records and everything. It was too hard. So all these young doctors especially, they've just grown up being in the hospital. That's how they work. They're owned and run by the hospital. So Tony Fauci had about the rest of the $800 billion, so $680 billion, to give through the NIH grants to hospitals, and the hospitals are doing research, like university hospitals. And they were able to um, overbuild based on all this reliable NIH grant money. But Fauci is like the bag man of the mob boss, okay? He's not, it's not his money that he's giving around. He's just the bag man. So he takes the money from the mob boss, he distributes it to the capos, in this case, to the, to the hospital research arms. And then if they don't do what they're told, he goes out and breaks their legs. In this case, he goes and withdraws their NIH funding, and they collapse. So the University of Umpty Frats, you know, pick a state, New Jersey, California, any of these, um, they were given a ton of money. And they're now in a situation, if they don't do what the NIH, CDC guidelines, FDA, they're all in it together, say, they'll have their money withdrawn and they'll go down. So what's happening now is you've got, you got – the, the big guys on the top of the hospital, if you want to know where your doctor sits, just look where he is on the pyramid. The big guys on the top of the hospital, these are the chiefs of the departments, the chiefs of service, the chief uh, of, the, of the, or the CEOs of the hospital, maybe on bigger hospitals, university hospitals. They're all bought. Um, they may be psychopaths, but they're also bought. Uh, you know, some of them may not be psychopaths, but they're bought. You can't save those guys. They took the, they took the money and lost their souls. To bring this about now they're the people that are mandating though in the hospital that everybody get vaccinated that everybody get that you use remdesivir that you don't use ivermectin that you don't talk about hydroxychloroquine that you don't take care of people appropriately they're killing people by omission and commission but they're not doing it themselves they're doing it through the doctors below them now way on the bottom of that pyramid are doctors in training i give them a moral pass those guys are stuck they're in medical school residency fellowship and stuff they're working under another doctor or a group of doctors. They're, if you're an internal medicine resident, you don't, you're not the ultimate authority for any patient in the hospital. You work under this internal medicine group in the hospital. So they're stuck. But the people in the middle, the people that are out of training but not in authority, they're just doing their jobs because they're told by these guys at the top to not use ivermectin. They're told to do this, that, and the other thing. They're culpable. This is now Germany, 1943, and I'm just going to say, if you're in that situation, if you're a nurse in the hospital taking care of patients, I think, you know, yes, it looks like you're trying to do the best you can and you're trying to help, but by keeping this murderous thing going, we are, we're, everybody's complicit. You know, this is, think of Auschwitz in 1943. It wasn't run just by Eichmann, but by all the little people who, who were mm -hmm. just doing their jobs and then afterwards claimed they didn't know or they, it wasn't their fault or whatever. Does it make, do, you, do you feel that way now looking back at it? Would you say those people aren't, innocent, or they aren't guilty of something? No, they were all guilty because they knew what was going on and they didn't just quit. And I understand it's really hard. You've got a mortgage, you've got family, you got, 
But right now, there are, there's a lot of people out there that are needing a real doctor, and you can do it for cash. You can do telemedicine. You can make a good living. You don't have to work for these psychopaths anymore, and I'm, that's my plea to the doctors. And the nurses go with you, and you set up your own system. That's what we've got to do because we are, we are now killing people in these hospitals by omission and commission. I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. I'm glad you gave the warning shot for the people involved because we're we're at a critical point and things are going to get. And I think things are going to get really bad quickly because it's in what they started the vaccine or I call it the non-vaccine. They started that in what January-ish and it started to really kick in. People take it maybe in March or what six seven, eight months in, maybe nine. You've got all these spike proteins that are just multiplying in people's bodies in the billions. And it's just, you've got, yeah. you know, your immune system is being slowly beaten down amongst all the other things that are in this non-vaccine. You know, it's right. a syringe of demonic deception and destruction is really what it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad well, that's you, a good term. You like that? Like, I compile all kinds of different things because um, there's something. Every time that you watch or listen to a show, you learn something new that's in this syringe, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I thought, you know, how how much more stuff can people find that's in this thing? So it's it's not just the right. spike proteins. There's there are layer after layer. You've got the tracking device. You've got the nanotechnology. You've got aborted babies. You've got artificial intelligence, genetic altering materials. Um, the uh, graphene oxide, and you go, go ahead, find something else, people. This is just unbelievable that they can that they well, created actually, this. there is something else. Oh, what else? Now, now there's now there's living things that we don't know what they are. So, um, right. one of the things that Carrie Made thinks might be in there, and I, you know, we talk all the time, but I'm not sure if we're all here proof of this, but she thinks the hydra which is pieces of hydra somehow are in there, or enzymes from the hydra. The hydra is one of those things we've studied in biology that you cut it in half and both halves regenerate it. You cut it in 10 pieces, all the pieces regenerate. It's immortal. It, you can't kill this thing. It's kind of a weird thing. But anyway, um, there, it has it some like interesting properties that may... Is it like a parasite? Is that the parasite that they were talking about maybe it is? Well, it's or not, it's some sort of no, organic another, thing? There's another... It's an actual, it's like a little, like in high school biology, when you look under a microscope and you look at amoeba and, and paramecium, things that live in farm ponds, hydra's like that. The hydra was first seen by the Greeks. It's bigger than paramecium, but it's a weird, weird, small biologic kind of almost like a, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a little baby squid-like looking thing. Oh. And it, it, or a little, not, and actually not a squid, more like a little tree that grows in the thing and has these little tentacles that move, but it's, it's weird. So there's, they may be using enzymes or something from that or little tiny microscopic pieces of it. That's one of the things. But I don't know if you saw this, Dr. Zalewski. I'm, I'm trying to trace that down and see more information. This guy, who, if he's legit, he's showing you actually some creature that's aluminum-based that's in this, that grows in you when you take this. He actually took these vials, which is not, this is not something we – thought to do, I think, on our vials that we had, that the people in my groups. Um, you know, Dr., for example, Ryan Cole took them, and he had six vials, two of each of the, the three brands that we're getting in the U.S., and three of them were magnetic, just the bottle, you know, not to mention what it does to the patient. So we know there's nanotech. We know there's stuff in there that, that can make patients magnetic. I tested people 
60% of the people I tested that said they'd had the vaccine within six or six weeks or two months were uh, positive magnetically. In other words, I put a paper clip on and it stuck to the site where they had it. And it wasn't just from sweat. I, I know how to do the test. So, you know, um, but it didn't stick to the other side. So, and I never found anybody that was magnetic everywhere, but we've seen those pictures. So I think the magnetism is real. The, but this last one is, there's this guy named, I think it's Zaluski. It's a Polish name, but I think he's speaking Ukrainian. I'm not sure. It's not, it's, I, it, you know, it sounds like it's Ukrainian or Polish. But anyway, he, um, he's showing you pictures of what looks like a long, a very long uh, be, little, little beastie that has a little head and has these tentacles that come out. And it, and he has, he's obviously the kind of scientist that has access to a real lab that has NMR. So he's able or something, he's able to do studies on these and show that they're primarily aluminum, they're aluminum something, carbon and something else. But it's more aluminum than carbon. So he's calling it, he called it an aluminum-based life form. Um, he thinks, again, I'm, I can't verify this, this is just what he thinks, but I'm, I, this is the track I'm going down uh, now. I sent it to Carrie to see what she thinks. The, um, he thinks that the eggs are in the bottles, some of them, not all of them, and that under certain circumstances, they will hatch and grow. Now, oh that's pretty creepy, and I hope to God that's not right. But, the, but here's the ultimate point that people need to take away from all this discussion of these weird things that could be in there. They don't have to tell us. You see, the beauty of an EUA, the emergency use authorization, is they don't have to tell us what is in it. And that's why we saw these pictures of blank package inserts. And now they're just eliminating the package inserts. They're not even making a pretense. Why? Because in an EUA, the statute says you basically only have to report the part that's in there that you're making claims about. So they're making claims that they're giving you some RNA that will make the spike protein and that it will, it will cause you to get some immunity to COVID. Now, it doesn't do that very well, quite frankly, if at all. The only thing, they couldn't prove it to stop, it doesn't stop transmission. It doesn't stop you from actually dying of COVID. All it does is stop a statistically very small group, somewhere between 19 and 30% of the, of the people that take it in the EUA study. Okay, and quite frankly, they could have put different things in those vials for the study group than they're now giving the population. Mm -hmm. If you're psychopath, mm -hmm. that's what I would do. So what they did was they showed that between 19 and 30% of people had a little less symptoms of COVID if they took the vaccine. That is not worth the risk, guys. That's just not worth the risk. And here's what we know for sure. This is artificial DNA and artificial RNA. You take it and you are now transhuman. You are not completely you anymore because this does get into you. It, it, it can get into you. They can't tell you it doesn't because we know how this works with reverse transcriptase and the DNA can intercalate. In the old days, by contrast, when we used to give measles shots out of chicken, grown in chicken eggs, and maybe they still do, there were always little fragments of DNA left over from the chicken or RNA. And, but they never got into you because you're not a chicken. And your body recognizes self and non-self enough that it recognizes species. It can't let other species get in unless you jack with the DNA and the RNA. Mm -hmm. So 
That's what they've done. They've, they've altered this. They've put in an, an artificial base, and they claim it was just for this reason of not having something replicate. But that's not really what they could do. They can put in whatever they want. Just be advised that they, you don't know what's in here. All you know is what they tell you, and that's not good enough to take this thing. The death rate for these vaccines exceeds just in this, what, uh, almost just a little over a year or a year and a half. How long have we been doing this now? Really not even completely a year. Yeah, um, so let's just say, so we'll just rate, say January. It's really we'll say January, so 10 yeah, months. Yeah, so it's nine months. Oh, yeah. Nine months we've been doing nine. this. Yeah, the most conservative death rate in the VAERS database is over 7,200 people. In 31 years of all vaccines put together, we only had about 3,100 people. So we are over or close to being over twice, or 3,600 people. So we're close to being over twice what they had in the entire 31 years of database of people reporting things. And people want to say, you know, the fact checkers, as you rightly pointed out, it's an intelligence program. When, when somebody comes out and says something and the fact checkers come out like a herd of, of maggots, you know, and they all go false, 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 you better read it because that's not a normal response. It's very, very hard to really look to something being false, to really do fact-checking like that. It takes very t- lots of time and energy. What normal people do is put out the truth. If they don't agree with that, they just put out something they think is true. When you see that uniform fact-checkers, and they're all saying the same words, and they're all from different, like, PolitiFact and, and Snopes and all these different things, but they use about the same language and about the same, and they're all going after the same person at the same time, that's an intelligence program. So don't be confused. That's not true. And well, let's do this. So when they come out, yeah. yeah. I want you to take a step back. I want you because this is this is what you, you're gonna you're gonna explain this brilliantly. So, um, but I want to set the stage for people because it's gonna you, you hit on the head. It's the it's intelligence and it's the strategy and, and it's you know the propaganda. Let's just pretend somebody has just literally arrived from another planet. Well, but they, they, that wasn't, we'll do like as if it was a time machine. So they were in, it was the last, uh, they're they're from 2019. So they missed all of this. So they get here now and they're watching TV. They're seeing what's going on on social media. And they're going, none of this makes any sense. Like you guys are giving away uh, cars. You're giving away money to get, uh, uh, what, they're calling it a vaccine (laughs) for something that has, a less deadly effect than the flus. And then I'm looking at these statistics for the VAERS report, which, you know, I didn't know anything about VAERS because we never, no one ever really paid attention to that. And you've got all these deaths um, and, and, and you've got all of these doctors saying things on TV and you've got, you've got the media and you're just going, okay, I just got here. I don't know much, but this doesn't make any sense, guys. Like where, where why are you, why are you even talking about taking this if it's experimental? So, what happened to common sense? What happened to looking at uh, the fact that if this thing is being so driven to take it like you have to, and there's no critical right. thinking, no nothing, what happened to the human being? Like, talk about that, especially from a military and strategy standpoint and war t- uh, t- tactics and, and you know, the, the right. science of propaganda brainwashing. Well, I mean, what happened to people? Right, and I don't, I don't pretend to be a military genius or strategist, but I'm going to tell you, it's not hard to look at the literature and teach yourself a little bit about what's been out there. Um, 
you know, I know that we've been looking at bioweapons for a long time, even after the 1971 ban that Nixon brought in. Um, we, know, we probably were involved with the South Africans with their bioweapons program. There's just a lot of different things that nobody really abandoned strategies and, and thinking about this. There's a book that I, I quote in my speeches a lot, and it's, it's called Unrestricted Warfare by two Chinese colonels, Zhao and Wang. And you can download it from the Internet. It's a very good book to read. I mean, it's a really neat book to read. But they, they basically, um, these guys have looked at, and this was 1999, and they're looking ahead at the future, and they're saying, you know, they, they look back at the Gulf War. It was written in response to watching the Americans in the Gulf War. And they said, you know, here's what's the world, here's how the world's shaking out. Now you've got a monopolar world where you've got one really big superpower, and they have the money. And they can always outbuy weapons. If you're trying to compete one-on-one -on -one with, like, F-22s and standoff TLAM, you know, missile systems and all these different things, you, you will never be able to do that. So how are you going to compete? Well, the answer is you get rid of the Geneva Convention and any notions of fairness, and everything's on the table. So now you have biologic, chemical, nuclear, uh, cyber warfare, economic warfare, political warfare, it's all fair game because that's how smaller nations compete against bigger nations. And that's how they said that they would have to deal with taking down, if they were going to take down America, that's what you'd have to do. And, and so they're talking about not just asymmetric war where, you know, you're the little guy and you're using all these different weird things. It's also multidimensional. It's all at once. So look at what's happening in the country today. We're not just being, it, you know, we weren't just hit with a bioweapon. That was part of it. We also have an economic war, a cybersecurity war. Uh, remember when they hacked into the Pentagon and all this stuff was going on in the, that we don't really hear a lot about in the cybersecurity world, but it's going on. Um, I know that the, the, one of the universities got hit with uh, – about the time this was taken off, they, had, they got hit with a, a huge number of denial-of-service attacks kind of thing. Um, and I'm sure they weren't the only university. I just had an insight into that one. You know, so in a political war, um, we're in a war. We're, think about this. We are in a, in a world where one billionaire or trillionaire, somebody with a lot of money, can literally, through cyber warfare and, and propaganda and things, take down a country. Mm -hmm. So you no longer have to na a, a war between nation states, and there's no longer like a where you expect that you're going to know who the enemy is. You know, this is Warfare 5.0 where not only, you know, we, we, will, we live through the time frame of the emergence of 4.0 where we saw kind of the enemy in a way. We knew, we're, we, knew we were being attacked, like, like when we were fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan. We, we knew there were uh, people or ISIS or uh, al-Qaeda, you know. Um, if they are, we're, we could see we're being attacked by these people, but who's really the enemy? Who's funding them? Who's, right. who's buying their equipment? Who's training them? And it turns out it might be us. You know, I mean, it's not just – so, so the, all, everything's kind of on the table. You can pretty much think that the warfare is everywhere, including in your own mind. So we've had, in addition to that, a huge psychologic buildup over many years that brought us to this point. And one of the points was we have a medical authority establishment that is allowed to have quite a platform. And it's run by the pharmaceutical industries that basically are pushing vaccines. 
they have they first convinced your you to that your for the safety of your children you should have them all vaccinated against childhood diseases now let me tell you the evidence for that is zilch um, there were less than 200 deaths i believe or right around that number of measles deaths in the united states when we started vaccinating and i can remember literally in 1976 the whole thing about that has changed in 1976 when i was a freshman medical student at rochester new york i was told by the guy lecturing it wasn't vaccines that 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 saved people from childhood diseases it was plumbers i absolutely remember that sentence because i thought it was so funny but his point was it was it was better nutrition and sanitation that that stopped the dying of children from childhood diseases in other words these whatever we think childhood diseases are whether these viruses even exist because we've never proved measles exist even that's an interesting thing what are we vaccinating our children against but the but the point is whatever caused that was was going away and you can look at we looked at those old graphs they hide those now so they've they've changed the narrative they've convinced you that viruses are the bad evil they're these external forces that get our children and we need to protect them by vaccinating everybody so they started doing it well as they've been doing this whole vaccine thing over decades people have been getting sicker not better we're our mm-hmm. life we're, we're kind of a more sickly people but now, then we told them oh now we need to vaccinate against seasonal flu not just childhood diseases there's when a big step occurred seasonal flu and 67 percent of americans take the flu vaccine we have a 0.02% mortality. Estonia, 5% take the flu vaccine, and they have a 0.02% mortality. In other words, same mortality, vastly different vaccination rates. Why are we doing it? There's really no good evidence it makes a difference, and it doesn't even make sense. When you, really run, when you look at the data yourself, and this is the other problem is the doctors are not looking at the data themselves. They're just t- telling you what they've been taught by people that are being paid by big pharma directly or indirectly. So we've had a vaccine industry that has convinced people to stand in line and get a vaccine. No thinking, just do it. And now we have something that's not even a vaccine. These things were devised to be genetic agents or, or cancer therapies, but they could never meet the safety bar. They killed mm-hmm. too many people. So they didn't ever use them for that, but no problem, comrades. With vaccines, no liability, you know. So now you can, they're, they're just fine, okay. The safety bar doesn't matter. And so, um, and now we can put in what we really wanted to all along. We can sterilize the world if we want to. You know, look at how many times we found HCG and other, um, other things that would sterilize people in vaccines in third world countries. Thank you, Bill Gates and Gabby. You know, we yeah. found these things. The Kenyan Catholic Medical Association discovered the HCG in the tetanus vaccine. Look at the, the polio that we're killing more people with than the uh, polio was before we started just giving them all this oral vaccine. So we're doing a lot of things right now that don't make sense, including the big one is the flu vaccine and now this. So I'm not sanguine that we're not being... that we're not in the clutches of a psychopathic death cult that is sterilizing us. And let me just tell you the paper that really got me to believe that. Um, There was a, since the time of the Kuomintang, China, World War II, when the Japanese invaded uh, Manchuria, essentially, they had, you know, the the excuse for bioweapons programs was always veterinary science. We're, We're actually testing these things on animals because it's a veterinary study, right? 
In Australia, in 2015, they published a paper about the mice, getting rid of the mice population. There was too many mice. And apparently, there are these outbreaks of mice in Australia. So what did they decide to do? They made, get this term, self-disseminating vaccines. Now, while I'm telling you this story, I want you to keep in mind all this talk of shedding, how people that are vaccinated shed on the unvaccinated and they, they get sick or have menstrual irregularities. Little girls start bleeding. Old women start bleeding. That's, that's a big problem with the shedding, okay? But they, they created what was called an, 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 a genetic immunocontraceptive, and <laughs> they put it in the mice, and then the way it worked is they, they captured a certain amount of mice, and they vaccinated them, and it damaged their ovaries, so they all became sterile. And then they put them back in the wild, and these mice went out and rubbed up against other mice, and they, they transferred this this self-disseminating vaccine to the other mice. And then they became sterile. Then they rubbed up against even a bigger group of mice who then became sterile and, and on. And it, but it only did about three passes, and then it kind of fizzled out. It, it didn't kill them all. They didn't want to kill them all. Self-disseminating vaccines for emerging infectious diseases, that was what the paper was about. Now, when you look at how they made those vaccines for the for the mice, they're made like the J&J vaccine. They were a DNA vaccine. They were made with a species-specific virus that was theoretically made so it didn't escape them. And, uh, and it was just sent out in the wild. And then they sh- the, 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 the process started through shedding. Now, let's just look at what's happening here. We've been given a non-vaccine. It's, it's a genetic agent of some sort. It's, it's based on a virus with this spike protein and who knows what else in it. When the Japanese studied it, pharmacokinetically, meaning how does it go around in the human body, they discovered, looking at the, at the, the Novavax shell on this thing, which is called the matrix, or matrix M, don't you love that? Mm-hmm. It distributed 64 times to the ovaries than it did to the, the skeletal muscle. So it was targeting ovaries and other, a couple other parts, but not it, the, the skeletal muscle wasn't where this thing was hanging out. It didn't stay in your arm. It went to other places, including 64 times in the ovaries versus the skeletal muscle. Why would they care? And, they, and in the old literature on this stuff, in the basic science literature, they were bragging how they could target places with these genetic therapies. So don't tell me that's an accident. We know you can target this stuff. You targeted the ovaries. Now it's gone out into the population. It's shed on people, including little girls that may be mm-hmm. sterile for the rest of their lives. We don't know. And... And, and now you want to give us boosters, and you want to give us more of this, and people are falling for it. People yeah. were not told the truth, and I, I get that, and I feel bad about that. They were, they were, but the other side of it is they were just so dumbed down through our, our, our long-term education on the fluoride in the water, you name it. Everything they've done is to make us less suspicious and more complacent, just more mm-hmm. complacent about things. So we just got in line and took this without doing the due diligence that most guys would do looking for a used car. They were at least on their car packs. Nobody even got on theirs, right? And we are now in a really bad situation. Yeah, we're in a really bad situation. Now, I don't believe, and you know, you've heard probably Luc Montagnier, who is a Nobel laureate, say, um, you know, everybody that took this is going to be dead in two years. That's really not quite what he said. I mean, what he said was, if you get another vaccine, you could be dead in two years. If you get sick with something bad, like a flu-like illness, you could die from this because this will create antibody-dependent enhancement, which people have heard about now. 
I mean, there's a lot of things. If you wear a mask, why mask? Because it increases the inflammation in the body. Nobody should be wearing masks all day. That's nonsense. That's, that's just a symbol of slavery. It's not about making you healthier. It makes you less healthy. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So I'm thinking, I, I, I'm a physician, and I believe that we solve problems eventually. And I don't think we're just going to lose everybody to this. And I, but, I, but people have to take it seriously. If they took the vaccine... Take it. Take your health seriously. This is the time to be as healthy as possible. You know, I've got a. Whole, I'm going to give a, few, a seminar on survive and thrive. You know, now and in the future, basically, on how to eat, how, what we really know about the science of being healthy, not what they've told us over these years. So don't take any more vaccines. Be as healthy as possible. On my website, which is themedicalrebel.com, there's a three words: themedicalrebel.com. They, I have a thing on vaccine remorse. You can go there and look at what I would do if I'd taken the vaccine. This is what I would do now. And, um, and every time I learn something new, I update it. I mean, we don't have complete answers, but I find out, I just believe that anything these guys gave us, there's some kind of antidote for it. There's some way around it. I don't believe it's completely, completely hopeless, but I do think you're at risk. And you need to, to people that have... You're not going to save people that have no vaccine remorse that thinks this is all just garbage and those doctors, those 500 doctors trying to save the world, you know, they're just idiots and um, we're going to just keep going on and do what, the, what, what Dr. Fauci says. Well, okay, fine. We can't save you. We're in a war and in a war you have to triage people, right? You're going to lose some people. But let's try and save the people who want to be saved. And that's what we need to be working on. And we need to stop the poisoning of the rest of the population because Think about it. If it's really a, 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 a contraceptive, an immunocontraceptive, we are going, and, and keep in mind, these are the people, the people, the big guys with billions and trillions of dollars, they're always the eugenicists. They always talk about depopulation and we've got too many people. Plato talked about too many people. All tyrants think we have too many people. So You would think it would be just the opposite, that they want more people to control, but then they also realize... They get to a point they can't control. where there's too many because they might actually start to talk to each other. They might actually rebel, right. and they might figure out that the emperor has no clothes. So then they're like, we got to lower it. But as you said, eugenics, right. that's, that's Bill Gates' whole – that's his whole jam. That's what this guy does, and he's talked about it on seminars, TED Talks. He's talked about it in big presentations, and they've written books on it. He even said this is the smartest investment he's ever made into vaccines because he wants to get the population down. So, again, we, we, have, we are not taking them for what they're, they're telling us. It's like, you know, they, when you're dealing with demonic possession, right, and you're dealing, you're dealing with these people, really. And, and I like the fact that you're calling it out and you're saying that, you know, this is a bioweapon and these people are nefarious. And like you, you, you mentioned it before, you know, we're being slaves. Okay, that is exactly right. So we, the people that are trying to get the information out, especially the doctors, I, I love the fact that you're even encouraging your colleagues to use harsher language because it is what it is. You know, like you said, we're at right. war. We have no, to. We're slaves. We need to use that word. And if someone says, Michelle, you're racist for saying slavery, I'm like, well, you call me a terrorist. You can call me a white supremacist well, because I said God is good and this country is great. So go ahead, add it to the laundry list of adjectives, people. It doesn't matter. But it's literally, we are slaves and we're, we're being treated as such and we, we can't do that. But again, you, 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 you're 
call this this bioweapon what it is. It's not it's not a vaccine, people. And um, the other thing I wanted to well, mention, go, go ahead. real quick before sure. I forget, um, you said 67% of the people take the flu shot, and that's even that's scarier because that's going to, yeah. like you just mentioned, uh, if you're going to be doing taking that, who knows what they're going to put in it. Because they can put in whatever they want. They well, can put the right. stuff from that's in the non-vaccine in that because they know people are going to get another flu shot. So it's like, boom, there's the jab. You don't need a booster. They're going to sneak it in there because there's no rules, right? And no ethics. Yeah, no that's exactly right. And, and you know, again, this is right out of um, – there's a couple of things. Well, first of all, I just got to say something about the, the term slave. And And – if there's any person that should not wear a mask, it should be the black people in this country. You know, if they were worried about the history of slavery, let's just keep in mind, masks were slave masks. You didn't put masks on normal people. It's historically used in the occult and for slaves. So to see black people wearing slaves or wearing masks and then, you know, not realizing they're being used, this mm-hmm. is not about just color and race. This is about... A definition, and here's the definition. If you believe that your boss or the government can mandate what you put in or on your body, then you don't own your body. You are, by definition, owned by those people, and that makes mm-hmm. you a slave by definition. Or we can even go a step further if you don't want to be called a racist and use that term. How about let's just be, be, say you're one of a herd of cattle because that's really the way they look at us. I'm, I'm, I know that sounds extreme, but it's almost, I get the no, feeling like tell the truth. we've been, you're telling we've the been truth, cows Dr. and we've been just kind of, yeah, we've just been chewing on the grass, kind of having a good life for a long time. We've been a country that's never been overrun by foreign enemies. We've never had real poverty outside the, the brief periods. We have been lazy, grazing cows. And then we kind of saw these fences out in the distance, but didn't pay much attention because we thought we were free. Mm-hmm. And then kind of one day we realized that we couldn't get to what we needed, like hydroxychloroquine, although it was over-the-counter in Uganda with the lowest death rate in the world. The people in New York with the highest death rate in the world could not, were not free enough to buy it. Okay? That's not freedom. We are not free. We're in a big pen. We don't always see the fences, but we're not free. And then the last part is now we've, we've, we've just had our ear tagged, and we're kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. We're cattle on a ranch. And I'll tell you the other thing I've learned is that the ranch, on, on this ranch planet Earth, the, the people that are controlling us, the, the managers of the ranch, the ranch hands, the cowboys, all the people that run the ranch, they look like us, unlike a real ranch where the cowboys don't really look like the cows. This ranch, we all look the same, but the, here's how you tell them apart. The, the rules don't apply to the ranch hands. You notice the politicians don't, they don't take the mask seriously. They take it off at every moment, except when there's a photo op. They admit to that. Mm -hmm. They they exempt themselves from it. They've exempted themselves in D.C. from the mandates of the the vaccine. And I think the postal service, I think, may be exempted from the mandated Mm -hmm. vaccine. Mm -hmm. So you know who's running the show and who's the cattle. You and I are the cattle, and they're running the show. And that needs to be apparent to other people, regardless of your skin color. It has nothing to do with skin color. They want to make it about that because they want to divide us. See, the tyrants are always afraid of being overthrown, and when we get together, we overthrow it and take back our world. And that's where we are. Um, 
But, but speaking of the flu vaccine, I just want to make a quote out of this book from Colonel Zhao and Wang. They talk about kinder weapons. And it, they don't mean weapons that won't kill you. They just mean you're not going to have blood in the street. And they say some morning, people will awaken to discover with surprise that quite a few gentle and kind things have become to have offensive and lethal characteristics. Now, I take that to mean they're going to poison your toaster. You know, that's the kind of thing you would think about. When I, when I read that, I think of the tactile poison that may have started this, okay? They spread the spike protein in a, in a lipoprotein coat all over the computer surfaces, let's say, in the stores in Wuhan or over uh, dining services or whatever. They sprayed it around. They spread it around somehow, and people got into it. It got them sick, just like the mice. It shed on other people. It got them sick, and then it kind of petered out, okay? It went to other cities. They did the, sprayed it in other cities or put it down. That could be it. But it also could mean the kinder or gentle things. Were the, the, what we used to think of as helping us were the vaccines, and now they become the killing field. They become the killing armament of this war. So people need to, that's why I'm saying you, people need to wake up and realize when you realize we're at war, you just got to gotta take a step back. You know, think mm-hmm. of Sarajevo, that beautiful world-class city. Somebody that doesn't have the situational awareness to know things are changing back when it changed, they, they step out of their front door thinking they're going to have a cappuccino like they do every Saturday morning and boom a stray round hits them and they die they get killed because they weren't paying attention that a sectional war a factional war I mean had broken out overnight in Sarajevo and now it was a bomb overnight it became like this bombed out hellhole people not paying attention we're in that situation right now and people are getting killed because they're not paying attention and other people are getting killed because they feel they have no choice you do have a choice those mandates are not legal you know, I get asked all the time, what do we do if we're being mandated? Don't, don't do it. Look at the Southwest <laughs> Airlines guys. And thank God, a bunch of them said, we are veterans, and we took an oath to the Constitution, and we still mean it. Thank you, guys. I've been waiting right. for somebody to say that, other than a few of us. Now, the, also the, the air traffic controllers, thank you, guys. Keep it going. Take down the whole air system. Take down the trains. Take down the whole thing. Let's stop these guys from taking our labor and treating us like cattle. And then let's take back our world by demanding that we not have these mandates by standing up, uh, by demanding that the hospitals don't kill us anymore, taking back the, the reins of the hospitals from these psychopaths. That's the only way we get out of it. We have to get rid of the people that brought us this. And there's a, India has shown us a way. The legal the legal, the Indian Bar Association, even though the government may not be purposely doing it, the Indian Bar Association is taking uh, Dr. Swaminathan, who was the WHO health chief. She was the person that said don't use ivermectin, and they figured she was committed mass murder, and they're, they're bringing action against her under, three, under uh, Section 302 of the Indian Bar Code. Hmm. Um, they had gotten, they, ivermectin had clearly decreased cases in Delhi by 98%, in uh, Uttar Pradesh that now has declared itself COVID-free by 97%. It was working. And then she comes along and says, oh, no, 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 the WHO says don't use it. Well, that's what we have to do. We can't let these guys hide behind WHO or the Congress or whatever group they're in. We have to say, no, you, Governor so-and-so in uh, Michigan or wherever, you killed people by outlawing hydroxychloroquine and we're going to charge you with mass murder. That's what's going to do it. We're going to have to take individuals apart and say, your lying and your corruption caused people to die. And let's hold them personally accountable. 
That's the way we're going to get out of this. If we don't take out the people that brought us this, they'll just do it again. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not recommending a lynch mod. I'm talking about legal <laughs> right. trials. Yeah, well, you know. And those things are, some of them some are in motion. There obviously needs to be a lot more. I was um, hearing about one that's up in Oregon because there's a whole big, you know, it's about following the money. It has to do with the CDC and money from the CARES Act. And then the money went to like, some parts of the Gates Foundation with nonprofits that aren't, they're like pretend nonprofits. They're real private companies because it has to do with the data and they're using that data to um, report on and, and manipulate the numbers. So there's, there's right. something brewing there. But you're exactly right. These people, uh, it, it needs to be, it needs to come from we the people. Like what exactly what is uh, the Southwest pilots did and the air traffic controllers is needs to to start and be contagious. You know, courage is contagious. It needs yep. to to get all in every industry because we just proved that you can shut it down. And then the CEO of the company, Southwest, was all <laughs> was trying to like, you know, do triage uh, on uh, the, the news shows or on a couple of them this morning. And, you know, <laughs> and he's, he's backpedaling, saying, well, there's no evidence of that. And you're like, oh, because you're going to hear that. They're going to, because, you know, they use certain phrases trying that to the tell PR company weather, told them to say. So he's saying, oh, no, there's no, no evidence yeah, of yeah. that. <laughs> so that'll be the phrase of the day. You'll hear that, and then I'm, you know, the uh, little partners in crime will, will jump on that train. But, you know, that's, that's what needs to happen. The nurses need to step up. The, the doctors, the right. have aren't totally indoctrinated in indoctrination and doctor there's something there's a correlation there there might be something there is um, yeah the indoctrination doctor hmm. uh, so they yeah. all need to really step up to the plate at this point because as we mentioned in the beginning we're at a critical we're at a critical point we're nine months into these non-vaccines they're starting to see more health issues if anybody's crazy enough to get the season the, the flu shot that could just be the, that could be the one that puts you over the edge, peeps. I mean, that could be it. Right. Um, you get these white proteins, and we don't know who knows what's going to be in that version. You don't need it. You, you know, the information that you gave about the vaccines in general. I, I, I hope people just uh, let that sit in and dot, kind of uh, fester and digest and realize you don't need any vaccines. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. When, and, of course, you can go back to the act of 1986 and and, um, and how, you know, big pharma stepped in and no liability. I mean, come on, guys. It's just you've got to put on that common sense cap and kind of just bring yourself back around to, um, you know, a lot of the times you have more information, especially now with great doctors like Lee Merritt out there than, than, than the doctor you might go visit. You know, you, you, you rely on people like her and the rest of her crew and all these other amazing doctors that are telling you the truth about so many things and, and literally step away from the ones that aren't because your life right. is at risk at this point. Um, real quick, I, I know you've got to go because you, you said you were going to give us about, about an hour, but one of the things that you briefly touched on it, um, but I saw in one of your other interviews, is you mentioned that they never isolated this virus. Right, so if, yeah. if all these people have it, right, and the, uh, and all these people died from it, even though the CDC side said about only six percent died from COVID, not with COVID, because if everybody's labeled COVID, right. of course, you know the flu's 
the people with the flu, like two, the season before this, there was like 38 million people that had the flu. And then, of course, last year there was only 1,833 people. You know, it just a matter of what column you put the category of. It's like a, it's like a counting game. It's what column do you want to put it in to get it off your books? Um, you mentioned they didn't, they didn't, no one's ever isolated the virus. But then you also said that they've never isolated any virus. And, and then, then you, it's gave crazy, great, isn't it? <laughs> you gave a great analogy of these virologists because you're like, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I've never had to, I didn't focus on that. But when I looked at it, I went, hmm. And then you said something really funny. You just want to comment on that because I think that might also shed some light on people because of the misinformation we've been told for decades. Well, it's just like, you know, we've been lied to about, look at how many people believe we've been told the truth about the JFK assassination? How many people believe we're being told the truth about NASA? How many people believe we're being told the truth about so many things about our finances? And, the, and the, you know, we've been lied to on all fronts. Don't think it doesn't also apply to hard sciences. Now, there have been a group of, and they do it through the same way they're doing on this, by, by, by keeping you from having the information in front of you. They censor the medical literature. They censor the bio, biologic or the basic science literature because we have, people have bought into this idea of peer-reviewed literature. All that means is we apply the Politburo theory of life to science where a few people on the top are given these papers and they decide what should be given out to other people to read. Okay, it's mm. not a free exchange of scientific ideas. So you've had out there, as it turns out, for 40 to 50 years, Two groups. You've had the, the, the virologists that, that started out, like Stefan Lanka in Germany, as virologists, and they realize there's something wrong and that, that what we have been told is not true, that the whole, whole scientific method applied to how we isolate viruses is flawed. And they've been trying to squeak about this, but they can't get their papers published because the group of virologists that are buying into this they're being paid a lot by big pharma because if you don't have viruses, you don't need vaccines. This mm-hmm. is where this goes. This is what the problem is. So there's an industry that's supporting kind of a possibly false notion. So let me just give you an idea. And, and this is, I can tell you, it's a worthwhile book to read. It's called Contagion by Thomas Cowan. I mean, it's really good, and it will open your eyes. And it's written very easily so non-scientists can read this. I love Thomas Cowan for this book. I think he and Andy Kaufman have just done a great job at bringing this to the, the attention of the world. There are a lot of great, great scientists who have come up with this idea, but, but they weren't able to capture the public's attention like those two guys. So modern, you know, you guys in the alternative media have helped bring this truth to light. So, so let's suppose for a minute, and we, I, I don't know the truth about the death curve of, let's say, Native Americans when they live by the sun cycle. I can tell you that people for the adrenal health and different things in anti-aging, the healthiest people, we're not necessarily the youngest people biologically, but the people that live by the sun cycle, my old farmers out here in the Midwest, some of them tested better than the young people. In fact, they tested better than all the young people on their adrenal function because living by the sun cycle is the way we were meant to be. It keeps our body in, in hormone harmony and probably in lots of other harmonies that I don't, I'm not aware of. But let's suppose for a minute that the reason we have a winter death curve, that people die more in the winter than they do in the summer, 
is because we get our energy from the sun. And this is actually explained to me by Larry Pilevsky, one of the five docs. We get our energy from the sun. So in the summer when the days are long, we all go out, we, it's, we go, we work the fields, we go out and we work in our gardens and we do things and we go out and hang out with our friends in the bar, whatever we do, we spend longer days. But we have more energy because we have longer sunlight. And sunlight helps increase the energy available to us. But then in the winter, the problem is we don't back that down. Electric lights have allowed us to become uh, like long day people all year. But when you do that, you're expending more energy than you're taking in because the days are shorter, but you're living like they were long again instead of kind of going with the short days, and you're getting inflamed. And that's what it's that plus the staying inside with the house closed up, you get more toxins. Um, we're using toxins that we clean with, and they're, they're now we're shutting it in with the house. I mean, lots of different things could play a role here. But there's a lot of reasons to get sick and die that have nothing to do with infections. I'm not doubting bacterial infections. I'm not saying that isn't possibly a real thing, although they kind of make some question about that too. But let's just take viruses. This whole idea of viruses is really fairly recent. It's not been, and it's and it's this idea. It's they're trying to explain why we die in some cases when we can't find bacteria in us. But this could be it. It could be an energy disparity. It could be toxins. Think about. If you didn't know about radiation, and there was uranium, natural uranium in a mine, and the miners start going down there, and they start getting sick, you know, after they're there for a week, and then they start getting, a couple guys start getting real sick, and they come up, and then some more people get sick, and pretty soon it seems to be spreading among all these guys, and they're all getting sick, and they come up, and then they kind of get well, but some of them are going to die. If you didn't know about radiation that was down in the mind, you'd say, oh, they must be getting a, giving each other a disease. It looks infectious, right? That's because mm-hmm. we don't understand radiation. Now, we're being bombarded with millions of times of the electromagnetic frequencies that our ancestors were. We're eating foods that are not foods. We're, we're, we have toxins throughout our life these days. Mm-hmm. And we're, less, we're sedentary. We're not out in the sunlight. We're not living a natural lifestyle. We're expanding our days. We're Christmas shopping and running around getting the family holidays in the winter. We're spending, and that, that could be the explanation for the seasonal death curve. It has nothing to do with viruses. And then it comes to the complication of the question I had is, if there are really no viruses, what are virologists studying? And it's the, the answer here is it's stovepiped. It's, a, it's just like if I send somebody to the ophthalmologist, I'm not an ophthalmologist, so I trust that he knows his part of his business like I know my part. But, but if he's wrong on a basic assumption, then the whole thing could be wrong, but I don't know that. Maybe he doesn't know that. So these PhDs in virology, they're given little jobs to do, and they're, they're researching certain parts of viruses, but they may never go back to the basic foundational tenants that turn out to be false. And that is, unlike bacteria, we can't see viruses. So I could isolate bacteria in my bedroom with the right equipment. It's not technically all that hard, right? I could give you a a pure isolate of some bacterium. But I could not do that with viruses because I'd have to have a a, a laboratory full of equipment, including an electron microscope, because you can't see them. And in the process of what we have to go through to be able to see them, we create artifacts. And one of the things that Stefan Lanka showed, which is very conclusive in my opinion, is if you take what you think is the infectious material, 
and you run it through that process, you get something that looks like, say, coronavirus. Great. And then you, you look, look at it under an electron microscope, and you have those. Notice most of the pictures of coronavirus are actually CGI. They're not electron microscopy. But, but mm-hmm. let's say you come out with a picture of something under the electron microscope. And then you take the exact same process, but now you don't inoculate it with the specimen. Guess what? You can get the exact same endpoint, the exact same picture. It's, the, it's, the, it's an artifact of the processing that we do to try to see these things, and we call them that, that we produce something that looks like a virus. But it, could, but it actually could be, and this is what they believe, is they call them exosomes, that when we are bombarded with toxicity and radio frequency and all the things in modern world that's causing us to get sick, our bodies can't wait for generations to evolve to, to accommodate the new world, Right. What that does is it spits out pieces of your genetic material to make minute-to-minute changes. And when you start being overwhelmed with toxicity, it, it spits out these things that are indistinguishable from what we call viruses. So we look at these things under the electron microscope, and we don't know which way they're going. They're a little bit of RNA or DNA surrounded by a lipoprotein membrane, and they seem to be going going into the cell wall, into cells, but they could actually be coming out. We can't tell them which direction it's going. We've just assumed they were going in. We've assumed these things are what's causing the disease. And there are probably people, no doubt there are people, at the top of the, the science of virology that know the scam, but they're getting paid big bucks to keep quiet and to keep right. going along with it. They're part of it. So yeah. the virus, the well, virus is something like they made it up and they made the the, the the process, the testing to match what they wanted it to match so they could justify it. So like you said, they don't know if it's coming in or out and it probably is the body getting it out. So you're not, the problem is this thing is a virus at all, right? Well, and, and look at, I, I'll tell you something I discovered on my own. And I, now I can't go back and prove it because they seem to have scrubbed this off the internet. And I wish I, somewhere I hope I have the copy of it. But there was a, I found the genetic sequence that was put onto the PCR test by the three places that developed it. There were three places that developed the PCR test for COVID, they claim. It was the Drosten Group, the Louis Pasteur Institute in France, and the CDC. And they each had three proteins that they claim they were, or three parts of the spike protein that they were claiming that they were making the testing to. They were, they were a little bit different, but they were, they were just variations on that particular area. So, um, each of them had three tests. So there were nine tests in all that they, that they devised. And these, theoretically, are the genetic sequences that the, that the PCR test is going to uh, use in testing you to, to do this. I ran those sequences through BLAST. Now, BLAST is a genetic sequencer. It's, an, it's a computer analysis. You give it a genetic sequence, it tells you where it's from, if it can. Okay? Sometimes it says no known sequence like this. Mm-hmm. But it looks into the huge data bank. Now, we have a data bank now of the SARS-CoV-2 that we claim is in there. They're called in silico genomes. They're not really, there's no real gene that, there's no real virus that this corresponds to in total. It's just genetic sequences that were put together by computer modeling, and they're, they're deposited in the, in the gene bank. But if there really is something to this, and the SARS-CoV-2 exists, you would think those, those tests should correspond to some portion of what we have in the gene bank. But when I put it through BLAST, guess what I got? I got 
Homo sapiens, gene three. Homo sapiens, gene eight. Homo sapiens, homo sapiens, homo sapiens. That's us. In other words, they were testing us to our own genetic sequence. I'm just letting that sink out there because, you know, that was something I stumbled upon and just did because I was using the blast. I was using, learning how to use it. I'm going to go back and find that again, but I can tell you that they fallaciously used the test to make these false positive tests, right. but this would be the right. ultimate scam. This would be the ultimate scam. <laughs> so, wait a second. So, bring it down to English. And I've heard you say this before, and it's, it's sometimes, it sinks in for a second, and then that, that they were all of a sudden I, I, I go back to being a normal person, and then I'm like, wait, she's got to say it again. So okay. Explain. They created, they, it looks, yeah, it looks like they, in English, it looks like they created those nasal tests to just, when they put it in the machine to see if it was positive or negative, if, they, if they're just testing you for your own genetics, it's going to be always positive, potentially, depending on how I cycled the test. That's what I'm saying. Well, in the cycles, they, didn't even make a, they did it too high anyway. The cycles, they did them at like 30 and well, 35 yeah. and 40, which we already know that they would be false positive. But then they also did almost like another layer of protection because the PCR tests, aren't supposed to be able to distinguish if you have one particle of a virus or if the virus is dead. So you, you have no idea. You can't, you can't determine if it, it's a valid even test. So it's almost, it sounds like they, they kind of did a couple different ways for it to come back positive. Is that about right? Well, again, they only, they only look, these PCR tests don't look for the whole virus. They look for 16 genome sequence, okay, 16 base pairs. This virus, if they claim it exists, is 30,000 base pairs long, but they claim they're targeting areas in the spike protein that don't change that much. So 16 base pairs. When I put those 16 base pairs in, they, they, they didn't show SARS-CoV-2. They showed human genome. I'm just telling you, they sent it up to human genetics. That's what I think. Gotcha. That's and that was just because they needed the number. It's a complete scan. They, they needed the number for the look. testing. But they still did have yep. some sort of a bioweapon because they had to have that surge thing in New York in order to make it sound like the whole the whole world is, is collapsing because of this highly contagious uh, coronavirus. So they, they see well, the there's no question that there was a toxin out there. There was right. something that made us sick, and it's still making us sick through the vaccine. But it's not natural. It wouldn't have done this by itself. They created this. And they pushed it out there. And now we are living, quite frankly, in the world of synthetic biology. There's a strategy paper from our military calling about the strategic implications of synthetic biology. And that's exactly what this is. We are, we are, they can create things now, taking nature and having it damage us. Once they figured out, this is why it took them a while to do it and why they're so, they're so enamored of the bat coronavirus, I guess, or the bat whatever, this genetics that came out of the bat, is because it allowed them to target a, a, a pathway, the ACE2 pathway in humans that's kind of specific to us. And um, I'm not sure. I'm going to look around and see if anything else has an ACE2 pathway. I guess some animals might. But there's genetic changes even within the ACE2 pathway, so it targets certain, it targets certain, certain races are targeted more than others in this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say that's by accident, but it turns out there's some of us are upregulated, some of us are downregulated. Um, if you're Amish, for example, you're pretty safe. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But it's not, it's not, it's not by accident. This is all created, and so we need to 
act accordingly. Wow. And that's a, it's a very smart, um, I'll just say bioweapon, now that you're breaking down kind of what's in it and finding out, especially whatever this, this uh, like that small amoeba thing that's living that is in there, amongst other things. This is, this is like, this is a, well, I say bioweapon. And, and, and we know it's DARPA. DARPA's involved. DARPA's the DOD. Oh, yeah. DARPA, this is, this now, is a war. This is literally a war. People right. need to realize that. Scary stuff. Keep in, keep in mind what DARPA and the Chinese have wanted in their strategic outlook for decades, since the 1980s. They have wanted, uh, the, the Chinese wrote about it in the 90s, but DARPA wrote about it in the 80s, that they wanted to connect the brain to electronics. And if people want to follow that pathway, just look up the works of Charles Lieber at Harvard. This mm-hmm. is the nanotechnology we're talking about. And he got... He was involved with the, it wasn't just the, the, us doing it. It wasn't just the Chinese. They were working together. The, 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 that's what's so creepy about this whole thing is that he was going back and forth. There's a Wuhan Harvard lab in Wuhan, the Harvard lab of nanotechnology that at least two weeks ago you could see from Google Earth. As soon as I talk about it, they'll probably de-identify de, de, uh, <laughs> it. But, but, the, but it, what it is, I mean, Harvard... He was the chief of chemistry and biochemistry at Harvard that was an expert in nanotechnology. And he was going back and forth to Wuhan and helping them set up the lab. He was being paid big bucks. He was a member of the Thousand Talents program for China while he was taking $15 million from the NIH and and, and DARPA. And keep in mind, DARPA doesn't fund chemists because they want to make the coffee taste better. Okay? They're doing high-tech logic science. And it 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 was human electronic interface. Now, there's a patent out there that Zelenko brought to, to the attention uh, of the public, and it's U.S. Patent 11107588. And it basically says this, that you, you, it's for, the patent is for a, quote, plurality of electric, electronic devices configured to be carried around set subjects and configured with instructions to do these things. Okay, so when he first started talking about this, the typical fact checkers came out and said, oh, false, 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 false. It's not implanted in you. This is clearly talking about cell phones. Did you see cell phones listed? No, it says a plurality of electronic devices to be carried around by said subjects. Now, I can carry around it internally. If I had a pacemaker implanted in me, I would carry it around, right? So this is not about cell phones. And, and what these had instructions to do was to generate an ID. Now, you've seen the Russians, I think, were the first to show pictures of these vaccines um, generating an SSID, uh, like your computer does. It radiates mm-hmm. out its identification so your Wi-Fi can find it, right? Well, this, these things generate an ID and exchange ideas, IDs with people near you, proximity devices. So if you're within a certain range from me, I send you my ID, you send me your ID. And then it will generate a score based on these received IDs. So if I'm around one person, it says, okay, you've got a score of one or whatever. I don't know how they actually codify it. But let's say I'm in a, in a bar with 20 people. It's going to give me a score of 20. Um, now, it'll know where I am, by the way. It'll know whether I'm at a BLM riot or I'm at a, a, a church meeting. It, it can tell because they'll be able to track you where you are. Um, and it then will communicate with a server. And then when it communicates with the server, it's going to send this data up, and it's going to receive instructions back. It will send, the server will send relevant treatment instructions to said subject based on said received information. I'm reading from the patent. 
So <laughs> if anybody wow. doesn't think that's what this is about, this is, this is us being connected together, the Internet of Bodies. You know how they've had, we've been, we've been watching the Internet of Things, and everybody thinks, oh, how cool, my refrigerator now has all this cool stuff that it sends out, you know, um, tells the electrical company when it turns on and off so I can have more efficient refrigerators. No, it's not about that. They want to no. know when you're home. They want, tracking. right, you know, they want, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's tracking what your habits are. So you're, I try and not get these smart devices, but it's impossible these days. If you need a new dishwasher, it's going to be a smart dishwasher. So they have all these smart devices. Now people, it's Internet of Bodies. It's just not IoT. It's the Internet of Bodies. And you can read that term, IOB. It's, it's making us into the hive mind. Our minds are connected together. We're connected together. It's a perfect, it's, at the minimum, it's a perfect crowd control, right? Because this thing yeah. will tell everybody's where you are in, in space. You know, I'm around this person right now. I'm by myself. I'm, you know, I'm nobody around me, so my idea is doing anything. Yeah, they'll know everything. Can you imagine the Soviet Union with this kind of technology in 1930s? Oh and that's yeah. our problem. You know, to sum this all up, our problem right now is we are in a medical technocracy. They're, we're in a technocracy. They're using high tech that they've known about a lot longer than we have, and they're taking over the world, and they want your children, and they're mm -hmm. going to um, kill a bunch of us, sterilize a bunch of us, and turn the rest into, into slaves for them. And the only way we get out of this is standing up right now. It's not, getting, it's not asking your doctor for a hall pass to not wear a mask or to not take the vaccine. That won't help anybody except you for a short period of time because it won't even help you. I mean, it won't help the people doing that because you will be known that you, you put this, you got, yeah, you got a pass, but in six months that won't matter because we're going to move the goal. You know, you'll never, you'll never satisfy these psychopaths. You'll always have to do something, and it will always be harming to you. If you all stand together right now, we can take our world back. I guess that's my final message is that we all need to stand together and say no. Don't accede to masks. Don't accede to lockdowns. Don't accede to mandates. Don't accede to vaccines. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I know sometimes it's hard. Um, I had a friend who... His son said he wouldn't come home for Thanksgiving if he didn't take the vaccine, so the guy took the vaccine, and I, I don't think he's particularly doing completely well. But, you know, that's the problem here. We, we, have to, we have to understand that there's going to be transition and tough love here, and you can't save everybody, including sometimes your own family members. But don't, don't go along with it. I, I had to tell a grandmother the other day who was told they couldn't, she couldn't see her kids or grandchildren if she didn't get a vaccine. I said, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't mean it the wrong way, and I hope you'll understand. I'm just saying this out of, out of my concern for you. You might be the person that are going to have to take care of the grandchildren. If you take the vaccine and get harmed, you won't be able to literally be nobody to take care of them if things go south. Mm -hmm. So I think I, that's the way we've got to look at saving as many people as we can. The young, healthy people of reproductive age need to be protected. Um, we can't have, a, you know, again, genocide. And it's human they're pushing, genocide. They're, they're pushing the, uh, the, the non-vaccine to be approved for kids 5 to 11, and that's, uh, you know, that'll probably be by the end of the month. So that's, that's some scary stuff. And I think maybe that it will be the, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back for the parents that are willing to step up to the plate. I mean, as we mentioned earlier, you've got the Southwest pilots and you've got the employees there standing up 
So, uh, and, and, and the air traffic controllers, and they've proven that when you do stand up and you stick together, you can, you can make a difference. So that's proof, right? And the school board meetings, that's one thing. But right. um, I think that, uh, uh, the, that, as we said, needs to move into all the different categories. So that should give people confidence and reassurance that it is possible. And then hopefully, not like I want the non-vaccine to be approved for kids, but I think that will be just enough to put everybody right over the edge because we're not all there yet. When, because we're not in the streets like they see in Brazil a couple of months or two ago, or in France, so we're not at that right. point. Because, like you said, we're we're comfortable cattle. We've been, uh, you know, in our little pen, and now we're getting uh, we're getting a little bit. We need a, we need one more good prod, is what we need in order to step over. But, you know, this is the, this has just yep. been incredible, incredible content. Dr. Lee Merritt, you are an amazing woman. I mean, beyond smart, okay? I don't <laughs> – beyond smart, I mean, I'm surprised that you even have the ability to sleep because your brain is just going nonstop all the time. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I just want to – I want to say thank you so much because what you did was – because I've watched you on so many interviews. You ended up doing a compilation of multiple interviews plus ones that you've done on your own show and threw in new a new new information and spun it all up for everybody. So literally, if everyone can listen to this episode and share this particular segment with everybody you know, things will change. People's attitude will change, and it will be a different world if people can just take the time to listen to this because it was over the top, just uh, laid out everything beautifully. So um, thank you. You're just uh, you're an amazing woman. Well, thank I, you I for having me you on. Person. I'm sorry? You know I hope so. <laughs> thank you wow. for having me on, and I really thank you for taking the fight because uh, we need every independent voice out here. That's really what it is. You guys, think about, the, think about what if this had happened without the Internet, and we couldn't have, have shared this stuff. We would have been long gone. Oh, it's dead. the independent Everybody. media that's, that's helped us, that's saved us here. Yeah. Yeah. Medical Rebel, TheMedicalRebel.com. I'm going to add that to our website, obviously. Um, I mean, must follow and must join page. We're going to put her podcast on our must listen to page. So then that way you can find her easily. So what a woman. What a mighty, mighty great woman, Dr. <laughs> Thank you so oh. much. Be well. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Whoa. It's definitely something that you need to listen to a few times because it, it like, unravels everything. It unravels everything. So please share that show with your family, uh, with your friends, with your contacts. And let's turn this ship around because it is time. We're running out of time and definitely do not get that flu shot. <laughs> you never needed it. I didn't know the thing about the measles. 200 people died from the measles, and all of a sudden we need to have a mandated vaccine for your kids. Oh, my gosh. Now they're up to 72. Oh, crazy stuff. So go check it out, themedicalrebel.com. And uh, what a great lady. What a great lady. All right, I'm back on the live version for anybody who's still tuned in and is listening. I appreciate it. It's 2.57, and the uh, live feed goes down at 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. So I'm going to wrap it up real quick. Amazing. 
uh, episode information. I listened to it again. I'm going to listen to it again. So please share this show, share this platform with your friends, your family, your uh, contacts, your business associates, your uh, everybody needs to check out the, our platform, everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Literally, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of free content and information and resources. Not only our shows, there's other shows. There's the patriotic media, so you know who the alternative people are that can help you out. Go check out the Marketplace tab. Go buy some cool products, 57 different well-known websites and brands, and 2 to 20% of your total purchase is donated to our nonprofit partners and groups supporting best pets, kids, and freedom. And uh, MyPillow, love MyPillow and Michael Lindell. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, when you go to MyPillow.com or on our Marketplace and you'll get up to the uh, all the discounts. The buy one, get one, freeze up to the 66%. We are 258. I'm going to try to just log out another minute left. Minute left. I'm just layering this all in. So uh, tune back in on Monday to uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time, five guests of minute segments. We're going to have Mike Miller with the Warriors Ranchers and Dr. Eric Nupute uh, on the show. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Join the newsletter, everythinghomeaboutus.com. And we're going to be uh, launching into this Save My Freedom. I don't, oh, my goodness. You need to be a part of it. Be a part of it. More details from the newsletter. A lot of information today's show. I didn't even get so uh, That's a special thank you to all the partners of the Everything Home Social, like Agile's Reform Network, their information, their episodes, and on, uh, their own shows. They're listed on our website, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Hang out at the Take Action tab. Everything is there. Take Action tab once you're on the website. Have a great weekend. Uh, you're awake. You'll take action on what we share today. Make it a great day. Make it a great weekend because you deserve it. Remember, every morning, an hour up early, you're going to pray. You're going to plan. You're going to take action. Have a great weekend. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly been listening to everything home with michelle swinnick life laughter and the pursuit of happiness to meet learn from and hire the experts and the guests professionals and members of the everything home socially conscious referral network and marketplace visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes and to listen subscribe rate review like follow comment and share go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms thanks for listening we hope you were entertained and we hope that you picked up some real life tangible takeaways from some good people 
doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.